Bye. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no, I'm, and, and, and what I, what I was, and I don't know, but I, I. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Teddy, will you please seek out the Doug theme song and play it? I'm not going to break until I hear it. Wasn't it kind of like... like bah, 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 yeah. Bah. It's, yeah, it was like... Is that right? Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five-minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Happy Tuesday to you. No common man today. Chops is in for him. What's up, Chopper? How are you? Good. Time for a bone chops. Yeah, bone chops day today. We got lots to get to inside the NFL coming up 348. We have got rapid fire coming up in the four o'clock hour, 434. And 534 will play a little game show called Why Weren't We Here Yesterday? No, that's actually not the game show, but we will tell you why we were not here yesterday. But well, I was here. Well, that's you right. didn't grace us with your presence. <laughs> we weren't on three to six doing the show. That's what I mean to say. Yes, you were here at work. But what is the actual game show we're doing today? The game show today is real Christmas movie I've watched this year or made up title. Oh, Which, good. This is we did a Halloween one. I think we did this also last Christmas when yes. you were in as well. This is a holiday tradition. That's yep. what we have happening now. Because so. well, I, I like to to pair my holidays with movies that have to do with those holidays, and not like the you know I do watch the classic Christmas movies, but I also like to partake in all. Now that all the streaming services make their own. There's the Hallmark type Christmas movies, so there's a there's a whole thing going on with that. So I've seen. I, I was wondering if I could get to eight, and I uh, very easily did once I started to really list them. <laughs> yeah, I have tried to get into the Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, like, my wife watches them yeah. occasionally, and I will sit down, and I have a very bad time of keeping my opinion of myself. Go figure, given what I do for a living. But you'd think when I go home, I'd have enough of, I gave my opinion for three hours to thousands of people every day, I should just go home and be like, all right, what does everybody else have to say? No, I I have still not quite learned how to flip that switch off until about 10 o'clock. And then I fall asleep. That's like, I, I unplug from the matrix and just fall right to sleep. I find it's with commercials. I'm very critical of commercials, which maybe it's because, you know, we don't watch as much live TV anymore, mostly just during games. Yeah. So when commercials come on that, I really have a problem with, I cannot like, Hold, and then I end up talking about it like into the game coming back on TV. Yes, I, I, I get can that hung up that. on it. Yeah, I that happens a lot of times where we'll be watching something and I'll say, wait, that's that's BS. It'll even happen sometimes watching the news where I'll just say, I don't like how this was framed or that. I don't, you know, whatever. Like watching the national news sometimes, yeah. I have an opinion. She's like, I just want to know if the bill passed or failed. Can we? Do you mind? And I've, oh, sorry. She all, was, right, all right. I'm sorry. Jayla was recently watching the. Sex in the City reboot. I talked about it with you guys yeah. this last week. Yeah. And yeah, the I would consistently be like, this doesn't. She'd pause it and just look at me <laughs> and wait for me to stop. And she'd go, are you done? 
Yeah. And I go, yeah. yeah. And then she, she played again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. We were just watching something the other night and I, and I, I had to, I had to audibly like in the middle of my thought go, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm doing it. I'm stopping. And she's like, thank you. And just, we went and, and rightfully so it's been, we've been married 16 years. So it's at some point it's like, I I have to learn how get, to not uh, do that. You ever get, she's looking at her screen or she might be on a laptop or something and you just get a, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. kind of like, sometimes it feels like you're a toddler that they're just yes. kind of letting you get it out. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, we both have done that to each other. And so now we recognize <laughs> it and we have to, we have to bring it up. All right, so we were not here yesterday. You may have caught that. If you did listen between three and six, you might have heard Browns coverage, which makes sense because the Browns were playing yesterday. The way it all went down, for whatever it's worth, we both thought we were going to do the radio show yesterday. And then because of all the COVID stuff going on, Jackets game got canceled. Mm-hmm. And because of a myriad of behind-the-scenes contractual obligations that I you know, won't bore you with, the Jackets are on the air they're on the FM typically when there's a conflict, mm-hmm. unless it's in like the Browns normal window, which would be like Sunday. There's some other things to work out there. Anyway, the point is this. We got to a point where the Jackets were kicking the Browns to the AM and then the Jackets game didn't happen. So then they said, well, Jackets game isn't happening. Now we can put the Browns game on the FM. Don't need these two idiots on it. Well, and, and that's right. I mean, it's. Look, we're a sports radio station. As much as I like coming in here and talking about sports, you like coming here and talking about sports. And then also, we rarely talk sports on this show, so all the other things we talk about. When the actual games are going on, I'm not opposed to those yeah. being on. Like, Especially I, in a, a really unique setting where it's a, a 5 thing. p.m. Monday night game. Yeah, 5 p.m. Did that, did that throw you off? Like your My whole evening was weird because... I've then been, I, like planning dinner around that, everything was just like, oh, I guess we're eating right at the start of this game, but then I, I'm going to watch this. And then at 8 o'clock, it's like, okay, I'm all done now. Oh, wait, no, there's a whole other football game. But I'm not, like, it just threw my whole night off. It felt like we were in Monday Night Football, except Monday Night Football had yet to occur, technically, because it was at 5. I've been thrown off for the last week. I had Monday and Tuesday off last week. Then I worked Saturday and Sunday. Then I come in Monday to be, and, and I haven't been on my normal shift either. I haven't been on Bishop and Laurinaitis in two weeks. So then I come in to do this and the, the game shifts it to that. And it was already, I didn't know what date was because I worked Saturday <laughs> and Sunday as well. And then I came home and it was four o'clock, which is like the time I never get home at. You're never you know, there, depending right. on yeah. that. None of the shows would ever put me home at that time. Right. It was a really weird day. So I, yes, I was thrown off too. I had a cheese plate during the Browns game. Uh- <laughs> We had a Christmas party a few festive. weeks ago, and we Very have festive. leftover cheese, so I keep trying to make little cheese plates for myself. Yeah, that's fair. That's hey, not a bad thing on that at all. I actually, I'll tell you, I wish I had a cheese plate in front of me towards the end of the game, because whatever I had eaten was not sitting well, and I wish I'd had something else, because watching this team, as much as they were decimated by injuries and COVID protocols, it was still very frustrating. So the Browns, obviously, if you missed it, took the loss last night. Uh, that was a game they really needed to have from a playoff standpoint. Yes. Everything is so tight in the AFC North. If the Browns end up winning that game, they're in first place. As it stands, they lose that game, they're in last place. So, neither one of those would have been... Like, if they were in first place, I wouldn't be like, yeah, the first place Cleveland Browns, baby. 
deal with it because because <laughs> there's so much more that you know is coming. There's so many more games that that could change. Well, and everybody's even with the loss, there's everybody's still like within a game of each other, right? So I'm trying to remind myself of like I wouldn't have had that attitude if they'd won. I would not have been trumpeting and pounding my chest saying, "There we go, we're going to win the division." I just said, "Oh, there's a lot of football left." Same now, like it's not they're not out of it, but it has definitely now become a lot harder because they lost one game. And it's another one of these games they probably shouldn't have lost. I don't know. I'm the Browns fan. I've watched this team all year. You are not a Browns fan, but you watch as much football as anyone here. I'm sort of like a de facto Browns fan because they're the team I watch the most. They're the team I pay attention to the most. I care a little bit if they win. All right. So it feels like I'm a fan without like really like fully embracing well, fandom. It's I mean, not like I own any Browns hoodies or anything like that. We'll but. take it for what it's worth. We will gladly accept you on the bandwagon because that's something we will gladly have. Oh, the bandwagon? Is that what yeah. we're calling it now? <laughs> There's a lot of room Doesn't on this Doesn't feel wagon. like a bandwagon. A lot of room on this wagon, Chops. <laughs> Hop on before we take it straight to the moon. I can see for you, though, why it would be easier to embrace the negative as a Browns fan. So in fourth place, you probably feel a little bit more pulled that way than, than you well, would with the first place outcome feel more like this team is closer to the fourth place team in the AFC North than the first place team in the AFC North. Is anybody really close to the first place team in the AFC North? Every team, I mean, the Bengals probably have the best, like, reasoning to feel like, yes, we are the best team in this this division. They may be, with all the injuries and everything else everyone's dealing with, but certainly the Ravens are there, and the Steelers are still in everything, which makes me want to (laughs) vomit, but this game last night was frustrating to me on a few levels. I will give the Browns credit for a lot of heart fighting back in this game. First half was ugly and gross. There were a lot of ugly and gross games, by the way, this weekend. So I'm not going to fault the Browns and say, well, how dare you? I mean, how dare you? you had 18 players missing the game. That's yeah. on a 53-man roster. Do the math. That's a lot of guys out. That's just, it's not, I, that's a separate conversation like we can have. But, all the position groups, you know, like Jarvis was gone from the wide receivers. Kareem Hunt was already out, but he was also on the COVID list. There was right. offensive line concerns, obviously the quarterback issues. Safety was really bad. At least John Johnson got to come back. And then defensive end was okay once you got Tack McKinley, but then in the third quarter, he, he went out, and now right. it looks like he's out for the year with an Achilles injury. Yeah, so Nick Mullins came in, played all right. I mean, I don't think... I, I was texting with a buddy of mine, and I, I maybe I'm a little crazy. Maybe I'm being negative here, but Baker, as we've seen him the last whatever it's been, six weeks... Or, I mean, longer than that, but the last month or so where he's really been battling through some stuff, I don't think that Nick Mullins played any worse than or, or better than what Baker would. I think you got about, he was 20 of 30, 147 yards, touchdown, no picks. I, if, if you told me Baker was going to have that stat line, I'd be more frustrated by that from Baker. I am saying I think there is something in this offense that is a little more limiting. And, and I do think there is something to the fact that this offense that has been built by Kevin Stefanski is not a championship caliber offense. It looked like it last year at times, but teams have basically said, we're going to play man against you and see if these guys can win one-on-one battles. And last night you don't have as many guys out there Mm -hmm. that didn't happen as often, but yet Browns with, despite all that had a way to take the lead late in that game, got a pick pick at the end of the game. And I thought, all right, run the clock out. That's what they're going to be made for. Yes. You're not going to win. You know, thirty-five to ten every week. You're going to be this team that kind of grounds grinds out 
defensive and run game based wins. Get one first down at the end on the ground and you can run out the clock and they weren't able to do it. No. And and then on top of that, which we can we could I could go for an hour on why in the moment where you know we could run to the right side where we've gotten stuffed all night and we have a bunch of guys who are on that side of the line who shouldn't really be playing or we could run to the left side behind Joel Batonio, who was an offensive lineman or an offensive lineman. He was a tackle in college mm-hmm. and then moved to guard when he got to the NFL, but can still play tackle very well and showed it last night. Maybe we should run behind him for one of the most crucial plays of the game. And instead they were like, now nah, let's just, no, we, we want to galaxy brain this and go the other way. And it's not even just about the personnel. I mean, throughout the game, that was the trend that it was working. running right was a, was a wall. And running to the left was somewhere where Nick Chubb was able to eat and get some work done. Yeah. And so I will wonder about that play call quite a bit. Obviously, that's not Kevin Stefanski's decision. He was not calling the plays last night because he's not there. But on top of that, it's like it felt spiritually like a Kevin Stefanski (laughs) offensive decision, even though it wasn't his. I wonder if it's just everybody in the building now is just kind of soaked in that like, ah, we could run behind the best guy on the offensive line. Let's run the other way. They won't be expecting it. And then they swallow it up. Yeah, and that's pretty frustrating, but you know, churning out those first downs is more diff- is easier said than done at the end of a game. I'm more upset with the defense and the way they played on that last drive for the Raiders. Yeah, that oh, trust me. The the play that you had on the sideline where I forget who it was for the Raiders who caught the pass and gets an extra 6 or 7 yards and goes out of bounds after three Browns players just kind of wave at him and go, "Oh, hey, how's it going, dude?" Yeah. Well, we'll let you go out of bounds here. He even was looking around like, I guess I'm not getting tackled and <laughs> made more yardage and then got out of bounds with 40 some seconds left. If you tackle him inbounds, they at least runs another eight or 10 seconds off the clock. And they're, they're scrambling it, a little bit to run their next play. Yes. And I just, these are the little things, man. These are the little things that take you from, oh yeah, we're a definite playoff team and maybe have, if everything goes right, the chance to get to an AFC championship game. Those little things in a game where, yes, you had a bunch of injuries and all that other stuff, but they still could have won this game. There have been many of those little things all season long when they were at more full strength where they also didn't execute, and that's a common theme. This might upset you more. What about the frustration with icing the kicker worked on the Browns at the end of the first half, (laughs) did not work on the Raiders at the end of the second half in a two-point game final score? There are a lot of Browns fans that were like, we need a new kicker. And it's like, well, I understand what you're saying. And yes, that does suck. He misses quite a few kicks that seem like they should be makeable for most normal NFL players. But at the same time, the Browns knew the score going in to the third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not like, oh, if they'd have just made that field goal. No, probably what happened was he makes that field goal. They still find a way to lose by two just because <laughs> that's that's the cynical Browns fan in me coming out, and I'm trying not to be that guy. But anyway, Browns are here again. They're 7-7 seven and seven, and now sitting 12th currently in the standings of the NFL playoffs. So still plenty of games left, still plenty of chances for redemption. Hopefully you get healthy. But next week, yeah. you got Green Whereas Bay. Whereas if they won, they'd be technically be sitting in fourth. Yeah, you'd be the fourth seed right now. And then even if you drop the game to Green Bay, it's a different story. More on this. We've got plenty more to get into. Tons of NFL stuff we didn't talk about yesterday we'll get into next. Uh, so let's do that when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 270 eastbound after US 23. It is causing some slowdowns in this area. Please be careful as cars swerve to avoid it and plan on some backups in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Biontech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies or gray, it's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by Biontech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Chops is in for Common Man today. We'll go inside the NFL coming up 348. We have Rapid Fire 434 and a game show coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. So lots of football we didn't get to talk about yesterday because we weren't on. The Browns bumped us off the air, which is totally fine. We're the home of the Browns, so that's good. But now we can we talked about that extensively. And then you got to watch the entire game with no distractions, and that was fun for you. <laughs> yeah, I was genuinely wondering. I've never watched a Browns game and done a radio show at the same time, so I didn't know what that 5 o'clock hour was going to be like if yeah. we were in here because it would be hard to focus on what we have to do on the air while there's a game on that I care about tremendously. I'm trying to think if I've ever been on or around the air. Like, not really. Um, like, have you had one during like a big Iowa game that you were, you know, intensely watching and then you had to go do up, but even I've updates, had updates with an Iowa game. But that's on, like, yeah. a, you can come in, you can take five minutes, go, yeah. go kind of take care of that. Come back. And while you're writing stuff, you can still see yeah. it. Especially yeah. like an update shift when there are games on like that already makes it, you're already yes, kind of doing you're, the, you're the update everything. work anyway. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was a weird game yesterday. And then last night, oh, that, that Monday night football game was just, gross like i i mean so was the browns game technically there was a lot of gross football i'm not mm-hmm. putting that solely on the vikings and bears but uh just a just a gross game and i feel for justin fields watching him again through this matt Nagy led offense that's yeah. so terrible everyone knows he's gone or at least he better be i mean there's no excuse to bring him back there's so but. many plays where justin takes his drop back there's immediately a guy in his face he tries to spin out of it and sometimes he gets to throw it away other times he gets sacked for 15 yard loss well that i i have it's it's a thing with the Bears. If you've watched them at all this season, they routinely are in third and 20 plus yards. Like <laughs> it happened four or five times last night. It probably happens two or three times most games. Yeah. That's just not normal. No, and, and, and then some you of that, because some of that it's not is normal, on him. I mean, you don't it, even have con- not contracts. You don't have plays for that. No, you third and 24 is let's just get enough room for our punter yeah. to make this good on our defense. Hopefully we can pin them down inside the 20 or the five or wherever you're close to. But and, and I'll say Justin Fields, as much as I want him to succeed and I'm rooting for him, some of that is on him. He's got to learn. You're in the NFL. Yeah. You cannot outrun all these guys. You just have to throw it away. But you're right. Sometimes he's got. No, but up. I, I agree with you that there's clear like that. There's some underlying instinct that he used to be able to do that at obviously in high school and then even in college. And like, no, no, these defensive ends are going to run you down. They will get you. And then you can't compound it by having a fumble or giving the ball away when you're out in the open field. So that's a whole nother thing, but it's not all on him. I, I still wonder what happens if he goes, have you ever thought about that chops? And you seem like someone who would chew on things like this. 
if you're Justin Fields or you're any player that's kind of put on a bad team, yes, good players often get drafted to bad teams, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes you get drafted to a bad team that happens to have a good coach that works well with you. They understand what you're doing. They are letting you grow and molding you in the right ways. And then you, you like one pick down is complete utter oblivion of a career because you end up on a terrible team. Right. The, the everyone you're getting a coach who doesn't care as much about your career or he gets fired. And then the next coach comes in and he doesn't care as much. And then suddenly you're on this like, Oh yeah, he just can't do it. Roller coaster where now you're bouncing around teams trying to find a spot. Well, think about the debate between once the 49ers moved up and we all thought, Ooh, it could be fields now with like second guessing. Some people are thinking maybe they were targeting Mac Jones. It appears they weren't targeting Trey Lance or at least, uh, Shanahan wasn't targeting Trey Lance, but I'm at, I mean, that's not right next to each other as far as picks go, but as far as where the quarterbacks were being, were going, it was kind of like the next quarterback spot. Right. Man, imagine him on that 49ers team. That's just it. I, I, I wonder how many guys, and Justin Fields may end up being this guy. I don't know. He may still get out of this and be okay. Like, as far as maybe the next coach in Chicago is better, but yeah, he's just in a rough place right now. And I've thought often about what would that you know, be like where you get, if you're dealing with idiots, a lot of the bad GMs are in their places because they're, they're picking number one, number two, number three, because they're not great at GM. And then you're stuck with the decisions that person makes that end up possibly ruining your career. We were talking about Tack McKinley, who was drafted by the Falcons. And I believe they picked him when TJ Watt was still on the board. So imagine not only for the Falcons, because you think, so I I feel like we think about it the wrong, or not the wrong way, but the other way too often that imagine if the Falcons had TJ Watt and it's like, well, yeah, but imagine what might be of TJ Watt. Yeah, imagine if he was on the Falcons. Wasn't in a great defensive system and didn't get to very quickly flourish because everyone around him was pretty good. And that helped him learn quickly. I heard um, Alex Caruso in the NBA who played on the Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, dude wears a headband. You probably saw him. Now he's with the Bulls. And I heard him talking on J.J. Reddick's podcast about how learning behind LeBron and Rajon Rondo about how to play defense in the NBA. He said it was like going to doctorate level thinking on how to play defense. And now if you watch him, he's one of the better players in the NBA. What if he'd been drafted by the Thunder or somewhere else that... He didn't have yeah. a chance to play with LeBron and Rondo to learn how to play defense. I just wonder with these guys. Yeah, those we're about Rosen is the guy that you think of now sure. with that. And then, like, I don't know, compare Rosen to Aaron Rodgers. What if Rosen was drafted to somewhere where he got to sit behind a player like Brett Favre for a few years and kind of learn the ropes? And then this would be like his fourth year now for Rosen. Yeah. Then imagine him stepping into a starting role now, which is kind of when Rodgers stepped in. Yeah, it would be I'm not a, saying it's going to be the same thing, but I think Aaron Rodgers benefited more from the Brett Favre thing than we give credit to. Well, like Josh Rosen is pretty much considered like non-starter as far as even having him on your roster. I think he is on a roster still, but I'm saying give that another year or two. He won't be doing that, I'm quite sure. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of guys who got much better coaching. Like Jimmy Garoppolo has been a commodity for a while that's considered, well, he probably isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. That's kind of where we are now with him. But he's he's still going to be very serviceable, even if yeah. he is like a career backup the rest of this time. My point being, that could have been Josh Rosen. But well, you know, like he didn't even get to that point probably because of some of the things that went on when he was drafted. And if he'd gone to a different team, perhaps it would have been a different situation. The moral of the story is you worry about Justin Fields. That's because it. he started with Matt Nagy in Chicago with this Bears team. And it doesn't 
look, you see the flashes of his it's, brilliance. Yes, you do. But did. you, when you watch the whole product, you go, this just doesn't look good. This Bears team is just not very no. good. And we, Sorry, knew, we knew they weren't, we knew they weren't any good, but oof, this is <laughs> just watching him again last night. You can see the flashes, but you also see just, and on the Viking side of things, it was, their offense was also very dumb at times and just not making sense. And you wonder what's going on there, but they found enough to win the game. Yeah. And so that's, you know, Hey, they're successful. Vikings have the same record as the Browns. Raiders have the same record as the Browns. Uh, a team that has a slightly better record than those teams is the Bengals. We'll talk about them next. They got a big win over the weekend. We haven't discussed yet, so we'll do that next. It's Man and Bone with Chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 270 northbound after US 33. Traffic is still stop and go from Elm Creek Drive in this area. This is an injury crash with ODOT crews on scene. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Mucinex DMs by layer tablet allows for immediate and extended release, relieving both wet and dry coughs and loosening chest congestion for 12 hours. Mucinex is your trusted partner to help relieve cough and chest congestion and get your body back into control. Available at Walmart. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Chops is filling in for Common Man today. We'll go inside the NFL coming up 348. Bengals get it done over the weekend. We were gone yesterday. Didn't get to talk much about it. Don't want to shortchange the... Best team in the AFC North right now, right? What can you say about them other than the fact they're getting it done? They uh, they got the victory against the Broncos. We're going to say this a lot when we talk about games from this weekend. Not the prettiest football I have ever watched. No, it was 6-3 at halftime, and the, somehow getting to 6 was the only exciting sequence of the first half. I watched most of this game <laughs> live, sitting down, main TV, and there was a... the. The Broncos attempted a 50-some yard field goal, missed it, and there was 10 seconds left. The Bengals came out, had one decent pass play to get themselves in field goal range. Then they attempted a 50-some yard field goal, and then they made it, and we went into halftime. And then the Bengals were up 6-3, and they ended up winning 15-10. But again, nothing too exciting from this one. They were trying to get the Jamar Chase... Joe Burrow thing going a little bit. They were trying to go deep a few times then, but it never fully connected. No, it didn't, but... You know, this this Bengals team, and this is what we were talking about with the Browns a little bit, did, was that the prettiest performance you've ever seen? No. Are they? Did they play like the best team in the NFL this past Sunday? No. Did they get a victory in a very tight race in the AFC against another team that is trying to keep their playoff hopes alive? Yes. And yeah. that's right now the difference between the Bengals and the Browns. I know the, yes, Browns fans, I'm with you. NFL COVID protocols, it all sucked this weekend. I'm not denying that, but the Bengals did not exactly have their best game either. They had some guys out too. Everyone has guys out at this point, regardless of COVID because of injuries, and it's 
for the Browns. Once you season. got to that point where you're up, where you're yeah, you in it in the fourth that you quarter. Could not, win even that they, game. not even that they were up, but in it in the fourth quarter, and then you then you do take the lead. It's like okay, is there enough juice here because we still have a roster on the field? It's not like they're playing with you know less than the amount of guys they need. They still right. had enough that they were playing a football game. Can you close this out? And it's not like you were playing who you're playing this Saturday in Green Bay. You're playing the Raiders, a beatable team, especially, you know, if you want to talk about turmoil throughout a season, the Raiders have been through more than any team. Not, you know, they haven't gone through a COVID spell, I guess, yet. No, but, but all the other stuff has been very yeah. distracting and a lot for them to go through. And they found a way to close out that game. They did. And and it's it's... To go back to the Bengals, they did that on the road in a tough environment. The Browns were at home. So what am I supposed to say? If I'm being objective, there's no way for me to deny that the Bengals are the better team right now playing the better football. I don't care about what the roster says. I don't care what their grades are as far as position by position. The Bengals are playing better football than the Browns are. That's that's undeniable. And so they got the job done on the road where, yes, they didn't play their best football. They didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. Guess mm-hmm. who else didn't score any points in the fourth quarter? The Broncos, because the Bengals stopped them. That Yes, it helps when you knock out Teddy Bridgewater, and I mean knock him out of the game. Obviously, I know he also did have a horrible concussion, and that was, that was a scary hit. That was a scary moment. It was good to hear guy. yesterday that he left the hospital and he's feeling okay. He's in concussion yeah. protocol now. but Of course, yeah. And, and it, I will say with Teddy Bridgewater, the thought crossed my mind watching that this guy has been through so much to play football, I I don't think anyone would blame him if he said, "Yeah, I, I don't need to do this anymore." Right? I mean, I guess he just likes doing it. And he, well, he, we'll we'll see, man. I'm just saying. After all this, maybe he does say, "You know what? That's that's a couple of pretty severe injuries and some near misses because of football." I'm going to just say that was good and get into coaching or whatever else he wants to do after football. I don't think anybody would blame him on that. I think but, he could find a job. He appears to be a favorite. Wherever he's at, he's been yeah. in a couple of different places and they like him. He's just never been, a, he's never really even been like a top 15 quarterback, kind of on the edge of that. He's one of those guys though, yeah. who has learned how to be a pro in the NFL. And you're right. As long as he wants to keep playing, he will have a roster spot available to him. Probably until he's like 38 or 40. He could probably play in this league as a backup for a long time, let alone as a starter. So yeah, make I, fifty million dollars. Yeah, make a lot career. more money. That's probably the reason you stick with it. And of course, you love the game. But yeah, I'm just saying this Bengals roster. They found a way to get the job done. You got a couple plays when you needed them. Tyler Boyd, that catch he had, the catch and run, and and I put that somewhat on Joe Burrow too. Obviously, making a play there. But that is to me one of the differences in the two teams. And you know, obviously Baker wasn't playing last night. Maybe he makes one of those difference making plays if he's in there. But Joe, favorite, Burrow, Joe Burrow has shown the ability to make those difference-making plays throughout the season when they needed it, and it helped that their defense has then stood up after that. My favorite thing about the Bengals this year is you, you see a game like this where it comes down to, yeah, the defense having to stand up and make some plays and finish it out for them when the offense isn't quite going. You've seen games where Joe Mixon has grounded it out and been you know, just a complete pulling the entire team in the run game. And then you've seen early in the season, and they're still trying to go for it, and sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't. But the Jamar Chase, way over the top, blow the lid off the stadium type offense, they're winning in different ways, and that's the mark of a good team. Bo brings this up on Bishop and Laurinaitis a lot, that the Browns are front runners. They need to come out and have the lead. Then they feel good about themselves, and then they can cruise to victory. They do not 
farewell when the going gets tough and they have to make a comeback into the second quarter even, but especially into the second half. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yet, yeah, that's the thing. The Bengals have been a little more resilient throughout the year, and that's why they have a slightly better record. It It is really that close in the NFL. This is not breaking news, right? You can you can be a really good team and have a 7-7 seven and seven record. You can be a really good team and have, what is the Browns record, 8-6. and six. And that can be the difference between getting the favorable playoff matchup that allows you to get further in the playoffs, win a couple games, or getting bounced in the first round if you even get there. That's where the Bengals and Browns are right now. You know what confuses me? I'm not a Bengals fan, but I hear this from guys like Biddle, who are a Bengals fan, and other people. Zach Taylor is just not very popular amongst people. They don't think... Well, they don't think he's he's yes. any bit of any wonderkin that you know one of those young guys that was near Sean McVay that got hired a few years ago through that cycle, but at this point they're first in the division. They're eight and six. I think they're a year ahead of schedule. I don't know what you do with this situation if you really don't like oh, Zach Taylor. They're I not going to do I anything. Not, I know the Bengals themselves are, yeah. but at a certain point, are the fans ever going to embrace him? Because I still hear that from that group of people who just think that Zach Taylor's just not the like we can't get anywhere with Zach Taylor. You you might win the division. There, but I but see that's that's interesting because I agree with those Bengals fans because I think they're right because they I are don't looking completely disagree either. But they're it's getting looking to the point at this where offense like, and saying this offense is limited. It's not. It's you know what the offense is not bad. It's a different, I think, issue than maybe some other teams have with their offense. It's that when you get into tight games, close games, fourth quarter games where you've got to make calls and it comes down to making the right decision on go for it on fourth down or punt it away or what play we're going to run on this fourth down, what's yeah. been working, It's that's where he seems to get tripped up. You look at that overtime game against, was that the Packers just a few weeks ago, yeah, right? That right. people had a lot of issues with how and, that and one ended for them. That has been his issue all along. I think what makes him look a lot better is his quarterback is just ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. And if if it were not for that, this is not a playoff team. This is not a team in this conversation, in my opinion. Defense has played better, too. But I feel like they would be one of those defensive teams that would lose 10-6, to 6, you know, 13-9. to 9. They would lose those games more. Yeah. They wouldn't be winning these 15-10 to 10 games because their quarterback just makes a play and their wide receivers respond because they're getting the ball in the right space. They're able to make a move and be a wide receiver and go win the game. Like you saw Tyler Boyd do, I'm as just opposed to, to what happens on other teams. I am I'm starting to feel a little bit. I'm I don't completely disagree with you with Zach Taylor, but at some point you gotta start going with the grass isn't always greener type mentality and that there might be some things that really annoy you about Zach Taylor. But the Bengals are winning. They're a year in my opinion, oh, they're that's, definitely that's a year. That's kind ahead of the schedule. weird place the Bengals fans are is yeah. they're winning, they're ahead of schedule, and yet they're thinking it wouldn't. This seems like what a team. What could we have done? I don't know if they're so much a Super Bowl contender, but this is definitely a team well, that can win a round in the playoffs. They can playoff, win that wild They're a round. playoff contender, and they will be playing a team probably not that much better than the Broncos in the first round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they could end up playing a team around that, especially if they win the division. They'll be probably the higher seed. It depends on well, how they can also falls. end up be playing a team like the Bills. Yeah, yes, they could, which and is a lot a, better a than a wild step card up, team, right. I would think. I even though they've had their struggles. Inside the NFL coming up next. It's Man and Bone. Chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from 670 in this area. Police on scene trying to get things clear. Please be very careful over here and plan about a 15-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Buying Tech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies are gray. It's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by Buying Tech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Chops filling in for Common Man today. We'll go inside the NFL in just a moment. Don't forget, later on today, we've got Rapid Fire and then game show in the five o'clock hour where we're going to guess real or fake christmas movies courtesy of chops two hour buckeye show tonight i believe as well if i'm not mistaken timmy hall should be in for that so that'll be fun timmy h i was texting with timmy over the weekend and he let me know that he had gone to king's island oh do they do like a light thing yeah there? i think that yeah and he told me he was in line for like a ride and i said hmm. that seems like that would be very cold and he's like it is so <laughs> Looking forward to finding His out more. Son loves Kings Island. He takes him down there quite often. That's great. Yeah, that's a great. See, that's that's a fun. It's it's nice to find the activities that your kids enjoy because once you find that, being a parent is a, a lot. Not all. It's a lot about how do I occupy this human safely yeah. for large amounts of time. Can't and so Kings before. Island definitely provides that. Any amusement park is good for that. I may not have been to Kings Island since like summer of 2013, if I'm thinking back correctly. But I've probably been to Kings Island at least twenty five times. Oh yeah, I think. Well, I think if you grew up in either Central or Southwest Ohio, yeah. South, Southern, Central, and South, I think people have gone to Kings Island. I think it's North. You go more to Cedar Point, and then Columbus. We did both growing up. We would go mm-hmm. Kings Island one time, Cedar Point the next. But yeah, that's. I need to get back there. I've not been in a while either. But I would like to go again. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I went, I, I, the beast kind of wrecked me, and so it was. It was. It's a little I, I rough. For, I the forgot. son of beast was always rougher, but the beast is still pretty rough. Yeah, they dismantled that, right? They took the son of beast. Yeah, away. they they uh, completely yeah, just demolished it. Have you ever seen the video? It's pretty cool. Oh no, I'm sure. See, we have a guy here, Coaster Bob, who does mm-hmm. all of our production stuff. He is all into that, so I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen it because usually he shares that stuff. With yeah, us. the video is like pop, 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 and then <sighs> just oh, the whole all thing. Oh, of it yeah, just because yeah. it's a wooden one, and it would, it just came down. Yeah, yeah. Those things are crazy. Well, hopefully uh, you'll get to hear more about that when Timmy's on the air tonight with the Buckeye Show. You can hear that at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. Uh, let's do it. Let's go inside the NFL. Common Man inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. All right, go ahead, Chops. It's like I'm hearing double out here. <laughs> the uh, So first, uh, uh, a bad news with the Chiefs and then a good news with the Chiefs, kind of. Uh, this from Nate Taylor, who covers the Chiefs for the Athletic. From my understanding, the Chiefs by the end of today could have ten or more players on the reserve slash COVID nineteen list. They played the Chargers on Thursday night, and we haven't really heard about them or thought about them, but they might be the new hot spot th- this week with the Kansas City Chiefs having a bunch of guys on COVID. That's interesting because, as you know, the NFL has instituted new guidelines for this week, and the whole rule change is based around 
if you're vaccinated mm-hmm. and you're asymptomatic, you don't have to test. Or, well, if you're vaccinated, that you don't have to test. That was my understanding, at least. They keep sending out memos every day. Well, the la- that's the latest yes. I read, too, was that this the goal here was to change it so you don't have a situation where a lot of the Browns players that were missing were all asymptomatic and they were vaccinated. So at that point, if they weren't testing once a week, they never would have seen this. They never then would have said, oh, you can't play. Only if a player came in and said, I'm not feeling well. And then I think, I forget who it was that was quoted on this, where they said at one point, maybe it was the Browns. I I don't think it was, though. One of the NFL teams, I remember saying, we had 26 guys that were technically in the protocol at some level over the last two weeks or three Mm -hmm. weeks or whatever time period. Two of them had symptoms that we would have then said, oh, you need to go get a test under these new guidelines. So I'm surprised the Chiefs are in that boat. Unless maybe they've changed the protocols again or something. I don't know. Who knows? It's maybe hard to they, keep up with the NFL. Maybe they took their tests before the protocols changed since that they played on be. Thursday. Maybe that, they yeah, had a team meeting it. on Sunday morning or Saturday or and something. And that would suck if that's what it is because now the protocols that they wouldn't be subject to this yeah. week were still in play last but week. But it feels like it would be pretty hard to ignore the positives if you did take yes, the test. Yes. That's essentially what the new NFL rule is. Is like We're just... We're just not going to find asymptomatic vaccinated. We're going to try not to find any positives. But if you're coughing or you're unvaccinated, then we'll still test you. Or if you're coughing or show symptoms. But other than that, no, we're not going to test. This one's a little trivia question for you. This week, there are still two games left. But how many quarterbacks do you think threw for 300 plus yards this week? Oh, God. Given what I watched, I would guess like two. But I'm going to guess you're going to tell me it's like a way higher number. Incorrect. Well, you were. I was more right on the first. Okay. Uh, it was one. Just <laughs> okay. Patrick Mahomes. He threw for 410 yards. The next two closest were Mac Jones at 299, so he was right there. And uh, Fields had 285 last yeah, night. But that's, just okay. one quarterback out of 14 games so far. Tonight, I could see Stafford joining that group. Yeah. yeah. But the other ones, yeah, Jalen Hurts and whoever they roll out for Washington because they're yeah, right. between guys right now with all the testing. And then uh, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson just yeah, haven't been it, too good. It just did not. It did not feel like... There was any real good offense that I watched most of this weekend, other than, like you said, Chiefs offense was pretty good. Because you kind of roll into an NFL game expecting one of the quarterbacks to get to that 300 mark usually. That's yeah. kind of normal, commonplace for the NFL. And I don't know about just you. Just one I, quarterback of the whole league, basically. I expect all the offenses I watch to run for 250 and throw for 250. That's, As one that's does my in expectation in the NFL. That's, <laughs> that's what, what the winners do. That's what I've been told. Speaking of winners, but not this week, Tom Brady, he was asked about uh, what looked like him saying, go blank yourself to, uh, what was his name? Dennis Allen, who was filling in for Sean Payton, who was on the COVID list this week. So this is what Brady had to say. Ah, nothing, just football. They're pretty good. They have a really good defense, really good scheme. They are tough to go against. They are well coached, have a lot of great players, a lot of veteran players that have played together for a long time. They did a great job. Yeah, I'm okay, sure he's well, real. But what about the thing it looks like he said? <laughs> well, you know what though, if he did say go after yourself, like are we are we sh- are we shocked that this is being said in NFL games? Yeah. I would I would I'm not shocked. How about that. what he did to the surface? Did you see that? Oh yeah. He it was, was annihilated. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you're shut out for the first time the last time Tom Brady got shut out in a game was when the Dolphins did it. Nick, Nick Saban, Saban was the coach. Right. 
That's, that's how long ago it was. That's also insane that he was starting quarterback in that time period. Man, Nick Saban and now. Being, Nick Saban being an NFL coach seems like a lifetime ago. It does. It doesn't it, even, like, I it know it's a fact about him, yeah. but it doesn't even seem like a realistic thing to, like, have happened. Here's another way to say that. The last time Tom Brady was shut out in a game as a starting quarterback, Rich Rodriguez was up for consideration for the Alabama job because that's who they were going to give it to. And then he was like, no, I'm going to stay at West Virginia. And they're like, I guess we'll settle for Nick Saban then. And that worked out okay. How many players are even still in the league from the last time he was shut out? Oh, it's got to be under 10. Yeah, I would think so. Like, I I don't even... I'm Well, one would be uh, Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth would probably be like... I think he was drafted in 06, I want to say. That's like... But that's it. That's got to be. Yeah, I think Rodgers would have been in the league. That's crazy that we're talking about this like that. I mean, you're right. There's probably not even a handful of guys in the league. Rod- that no, I think Rogers draft was first year was 08. Oh, jeez, That is so long ago. That's incredible. <laughs> that, that is how long it took. Now we'll take a break when we come back. Hey, speaking of former college coaches who also coached in the NFL. Oh, Urban Meyer spoke over the weekend. This is the first time he's talked since all that happened. He's a winner. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you know what he had to say about the Jacksonville thing coming up next. It's man and bone with chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident in I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is slow from Spring Street as things continue to clear. You'll also find some delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Say big at Meyer on your holiday ham. Right now, cooks by sliced half hams are just 89 cents a pound. That's right, just 89 cents a pound. So you can put more on everyone's plate. Limit one. See the Meyer app or Meyer.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Chops is in for Common Man today. Triple H is in for Panama Ted as well. Hayden is here, so got a full boat. Leanne is still doing traffic, so that's good. We Leanna, got the famous Idaho potato bowl on. We are. We are watching that on the blue carpet right now from Boise. Very good between Wyoming and Kent State. I won't give you a score update in case you're just so locked in on what's happening, but I guess you would have had that in Sports Center. So anyway, you got it ruined for you. Who cares? <laughs> the uh, yeah, I I keep forgetting. That there are bowl games to watch. I yeah. I used to be more into the bowl game season, but ever since I kind of realized we're basically taking a bunch of like 500 teams and using that to kind of I don't like I now. To get, now that the college football playoffs basically have been halted because we care about this, I now hate this. Like I would rather have bigger college football playoffs than watch this crap. So that's why I'm resentful of it. I used to, yeah, maybe the playoffs should just be completely separate of the bowl games. And like when they, when they expand it, just let all the bowl games still be played at their random times and everything and just make sure they're not in the windows of when we have these playoff games. And that's just like a completely separate berth. The bowl games can become the NIT yeah, of college right. football. And then you can still get excited to watch your team, but it's not something that like has anything to do 
<laughs> with the college, with the playoff. Right. The playoff is a is a different tournament that's up here for the upper echelon of the team. I used to get about as excited for bowl season as I do for March Madness. Oh, really? Because I really, I, I grew up with college football. I never was like a big NFL guy growing up. My dad didn't have an NFL team, and we moved around a little bit, so it never really fully caught on for me as like a diehard NFL type fan. So college football was the one I really went to for their postseason, and I, I don't know. I used to really like bowl season. Anytime there'd be a game on, now, no. I mean, I'll, for sure, I'll watch Iowa's game. I'll watch most Big Ten games, but they're not going to be appointment watching. And then the New Year's Six is obviously where, where you go for the the playoff and everything, but yeah, well, and I'm sure that people who, you know, came up with all these bowl games, they're probably thrilled to know that there's going to be NFL games going up against right. the bowl games. Yeah, the, like, punt, the punt God plays tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who, who's that? The, uh, what's his Matt Areza for San Diego state and he's playing right. UTSA. It was kind of the darling this year. I'm sorry. That's not their name on this show. Oh. They're only referred to as, Utsa. Utsa. Which is what we've determined is basically it's got to be the Bose's favorite college team other than Ohio State because that's what all of their pregame music sounds like in their headphones. <laughs> Utsa, Utsa, Utsa. Smoothie, Cafe Frisco Bowl. Utsa, Utsa, Utsa. <laughs> I think that's the bowl. I forget. Anyway, that's it what is. we've got it's going on. the today. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. <laughs> what even is that? The Tropical Smoothie Cafe? No, it is, oh, it's the Tropical... Okay, so it's the Frisco Bowl, yes. right, in Texas. Sponsored by Not Tropical. in San Francisco, which is what I immediately think when I hear Frisco Bowl, even though that's not right. I also think Frisco Melt, which is also not... Is that from Frisco, Texas? Is, I have no idea where that's from. That's I always what, thought that was a San Francisco thing. I have no idea where the Frisco Melt Because I said it was Melt the Frisco Bowl is. today, and that's what Matty Ice said. He said, oh, like a Frisco Melt. And I was like, well, no, okay. like Frisco, Texas. And then I was like... Well, maybe Frisco Mel. I don't know. <laughs> so I know Frisco, Texas, being an MLS fan because that's where Dallas has okay. played. They they don't actually play in Dallas. They play in the northern suburb called Frisco. But isn't the star in Frisco? Yeah, I think that's where they put that. Now there's yeah. a bunch of stuff that's like a big growing area. But that's as I hit the microphone because it's my first day in radio. <laughs> but that that I have I, I have a new assignment for Triple H, which is to find out the history of the, of the Frisco, Frisco Melt. Melt. If you could get to the bottom of why it's called that, or have you already done that? Are you already looking I, that up? Yeah, I will do that. There is a rapper from North London called Frisco, so oh, I don't know what that relation is. <laughs> is he sponsoring this bowl as well? Like it's a dual sponsorship with the Tropical Smoothie Cafe and a North London rapper named Frisco? That could be. I would love that. If a company that had a name found a town that had the same name as their company and sponsored the bull, put the bull in that town, but it had nothing to do with the town. <laughs> and it was just called, I don't know, like the ramen bull. Maybe there's a ramen North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but you get to follow me. And it would, yes, I know what you mean. And that I actually think now that's what we should have is have the if if we could get the state of Russia, not this. I mean, the country of Russia, you know, but the, the state government there in Russia, uh -huh. Putin can say, all right, we're going to sponsor a bowl game. We're going to put it in Rusi, Ohio. There you go. Which is spelled like Russia, but not in any way, because in Ohio, we don't pronounce any of the towns that are named after countries or cities and other places. We don't actually pronounce them the way those are pronounced. Right. We pronounce them our way, like Versailles, not it. Versailles is what that should Lebanon. be. Lebanon. Lebanon, right, instead of Lebanon. Yeah. And we also have Lima, which is, of course, Lima. we call Lima, right. So, yeah, that's we all we have a bunch of those weird names. Do you have also, Bell Fountain should be Bella Fontaine. I'm of course, sorry. Yes, yes, it should be. But <laughs> have, have you been? This is Ohio. This is what we do. We we do not pronounce anything correctly here, other than like regular words. 
because we don't up in, other than Northeast Ohio, we don't have we're supposed weird to be like accents. the actors, no no accent accent. Yes, that's right. But then when it comes to our town names, like oh, we don't have any accent, but we are in Rusi, Ohio, and it's just like <laughs> I, that makes no sense. Uh, what do you have on the update? So what's there, your Triple what's H? your final guess? Do you think Frisco is named after? I'm going to say it's a San Francisco restaurant or something is where I'm going to go with. Yes, the city of San Francisco is claiming that it's named after their city. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Because like... What I'm, is a Frisco Mel? Is it like a patty melt? Yeah. I, I've never yeah, had a Frisco Mel like, It's like a hamburger or some kind of, you know, beef product, like a mm-hmm. ground beef product and then cheese and then there's a tangy... Is it like a... I don't know if it's like a Russian dressing or a Thousand Islands. It's something in that vein. Yeah. And then all that toasted, yes, on a griddle, and it's delicious. And I'll take one. I'll take three right now, actually. I'm, that sounds great. Um, so anyway, enough about the Frisco Bowl and Utsa. Let's talk about Urban Meyer. So he spoke with Ian Rappaport, which I don't remember. Did Ian Rappaport, did he break any of this news that came out with Urban Meyer back before the all this? NFL.com had the... The Tom Pelissero did yes. that. Yes. So that's their That was the big story with Josh Lambo and some of that. No, Lambo did I don't Oh know. no, that was Tampa Bay. Lambo was local. The NFL.com was that the calling the coaches blind losers item stuff. and <laughs> the uh who's the Marvin Jones is or, Yes, Marvin yeah. Jones had the argument. The, yeah. It's bad that we can't remember which <laughs> terrible Urban Meyer story came from which source, but all right, so I don't think Ian Rappaport had a ton of that, but he, you know, does work for NFL Network and he got this interview with Urban. Where Urban said, I just apologize to Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville. It's one of the reasons I took the job. I still think Shad's a great owner. It's heartbreaking. Uh, he went on to say that I feel, I, I tell people, losing eats away at your soul. Once you start losing, it's hard on everybody. Do you th- go ahead. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. You, no, you do, you think, do you think he tells people losing eats away at your soul and they go, oh, wow, I didn't. I didn't know that, Urban. That's really interesting. Well, Please tell me more about I, how losing feels bad. He's got some people fooled, man, because whenever he's... I, I have heard that defense come out is, well, you know, this guy just really hates to lose. As opposed to who? Like all Especially these people who amongst love coaches. Losing? No, it's this, it's this narrative that is told in American sports is that there are winners and losers, and the losers, by and large, all just don't want to win bad enough, mm-hmm. and the winners want it worse than anyone. But then when one of those perennial winners becomes a loser, it's he lost because he's so much of a winner, and he's the, and, and, he and, and, he, and he can't handle and he can't this handle losing, it. and it's like, well, wait, that almost kind of ruins your narrative that it's it's almost as if some of the losing and winning isn't totally in your effort control, right? It's not in how much time you give to it, how much you care about it. Some people there, I guarantee you there are guys in the NBA who worked as hard as Kobe Bryant. There were baseball players who were as dedicated as Derek Jeter go on down through the Joe Montana. There were quarterbacks that put in just as much time in the film room as him. Mm-hmm. Those guys had something additional to all that other stuff. And with Urban, we know he was great in college. We know he was great in this discipline. But I kind of think it's like if I we we work in the same building as 10 TV. We are the fan and 10 TV work together. We are both a media company in Columbus, Ohio. So we have a lot of similarities. But if I walked into the five o'clock newscast and tried to tell Yolanda Harris how to do her job, she she would rightfully laugh me out of the room because that's not my deal 
Yeah. I work over here in radio. It's a different discipline. If, if you took over and was just a jerk and the, the ratings weren't going well and they were like, well, he just doesn't like getting bad ratings. <laughs> right. He just can't handle it. I'm that. saying, can't we just admit that like maybe Urban is a really good college, a great college football coach because of certain things in college football. But when it comes to going over to the TV studio, like in my analogy, when it comes to going to the NFL, that's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And you're at ground, you're like at starting point zero on that. And he did not handle that. Well. This was like the stuff that people like us were saying when he was going to the NFL that like, it's different. You have to treat the players different because it's a more professional relationship between player and coach. You're going to lose more games. You're not going to lose nine games in seven years. In fact, he won he lost 11 in 13 weeks. It's just going to feel different. You have to be prepared for this stuff. And he didn't seem to prepare for it at all. And then he responded so poorly to it. You can't do this in real life. You know, people no. always talk, oh, the NFL is different. These these are different environments. I don't care. Yeah. You've got to be an adult about it. Yeah. I The idea that someone hates losing, we all hate losing. We've never enjoyed it. Most pe- I don't think most people who've ever played a competitive sport or like I don't like watching the Browns lose. I don't like watching my the Ohio State Buckeyes lose. Yeah, but that you don't go and kick your dog. No, but I think I don't go around the house and be like, "You guys are all losers." Like I don't. That doesn't excuse. I'm a winner. Have you behavior. seen the ratings? <laughs> Right. right. That doesn't make any sense. Like this argument that Urban somehow just didn't want to lose and that's why he lost makes no sense. Everyone in the NFL does not want to lose. That's mm-hmm. why they're in the NFL, because they want to win. But one team out of the entire year wins the ultimate prize in the NFL. You can take small victories. You can find things to build on. One team is the ultimate champion. Doesn't mean everybody else is losers. Yeah, It means that's how the sport works, is that they eliminate everyone until you get to the Super Bowl, and one team stands alone and hoists a trophy. That's it. Urban also needs to decide on like maybe fighting against some of the the stories that are, like he came out in this interview with Rappaport and basically said none of these things happened i don't i don't recall any of and it's like there's too much corroboration from other people that were around these events for you to just completely deny all of them the one he, he doesn't bring up his his little night out cuz that one's pretty hard to deny but there, well there is no <laughs> there's no his denial of that was at the time I just got caught up on the dance floor, yes. shouldn't have been there, and I got put in a bad situation. It's like, again, it looks like you wanted to be in that situation. You weren't leaving that situation. You were staying in the pocket. Like you were, you were hanging in there. You were there, and you did not leave after even opportunity. Intentional grounding on probably, that one. probably existed. Right? You could have just punted. You could have done anything and gotten <laughs> out of there. It's your restaurant. <laughs> You could have just shut the place down and been like, everyone leave. I feel uncomfortable. You stayed there and had that happen and it got taped or taped. It got filmed on videos. So that's how that works. I have more thoughts on Urban. We'll get to more of this and how this ties back into another coach in the NFL who probably also hates losing and found a way to win over the weekend. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Man and Bone Chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck! 
Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dumb. Very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Chop is in for Common Man today. Rapid Fire coming up. Rapid Fire. 434. So we were talking about Urban. He did this interview with uh, Ian Rappaport over at NFL Network. It was a, uh, according to this story write-up, it was a 23-minute long phone interview. Is that supposed and, to be impressive? And I, I couldn't never determine heard... if that was long or short. That feels almost short. Like, at first you say, wow, 23 minutes, until you realize that's like most radio interviews. Usually yeah. when a journalist says, I'm talking to this person in a two-hour sit-down, blah, 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 or or over three days spent with this, you know, Bon Jovi at this resort, <laughs> like, those are the... Times you usually mention, I hung out with this person for a while, and we had a wide-ranging discussion. Yeah. I wonder if Rappaport's putting that in, like, 23 minutes to say, hey, this is all the time the guy had to defend his reputation. <laughs> was yeah. not even a half hour. I don't know what right. to tell yeah, you. Like, this seems like a feature that it would be like, I spent a weekend with Urban Meyer, yeah. and this is what we learned. Well, this is, I mean, look, it's it's image rehabilitation. Urban knows the game. He's not immune to it. You You have right now spent the last year pretty much in the crosshairs, right or wrong, of the entire NFL media. I'm pretty sure Ian Rappaport was happy to write this story, but I'm also because it would get clicks, but I'm also pretty sure that Urban or his people reached out about it yeah. and set up this oh, phone I don't, call. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's it's one of those things where a lot of reporters probably said, I'll gladly talk to you whenever you want to talk. Just know you have an open line here. And then they picked whoever they wanted to talk to mm-hmm. and said, yes, let's do it. But Urban knows he's got to do something to try to salvage his reputation the reality of this is very simple uh he got fired for cause am i wrong no that's That's, correct okay so now i'm sure he's going to fight that and maybe it gets settled eventually i'm sure it will for some amount of money less than what he's owed and some amount more than zero but the reality here is that you brought up in the last segment urban has said this didn't happen that didn't happen josh lambeau i don't know about any of that that didn't happen like nothing happened and yet, everything has been misconstrued and misunderstood. Mm-hmm. He has been the victim of bullying by the media. And yet, a guy who was hired for $60 million at a franchise that tolerates a lot of losing said after not even one full calendar year, we can't do this anymore. You draw whatever conclusions you want from that, but the idea that this is not Urban Meyer's fault is not a correct conclusion you can draw from all of the inputs we're getting here. When we look at NFL teams that have failed to perform and deliver over probably all time, but if we're, you know, if we're focusing in on just the ones that are in recent memory, what's like the common thread between all of them? Dysfunction in in the building. Yeah. And that's what we got the whole time Urban Meyer was there. That there was just a little bit of discord. Then you get these stories about him yelling at the coaches or getting into shouting arguments with veteran wide receivers who storm out of the the thing, and that's what eats away at a, a you know a program, a, a an NFL team. You, you look at like the Browns in their previous regimes, how much dysfunction was there. Right now, the Texans are dealing with a ton of dysfunction. The Jets have been dysfunctional forever. Uh, the Washington football team somehow finding a way to win some games. That's that's perplexing. Yeah, but Ron it, Rivera must be a pretty good coach. Then. Yeah, it's it's almost like even despite some of that dysfunction, if you have a guy who understands the NFL yeah. running your team, that's going to paper well, over a lot of those issues. Once or that make stuff it sets into the team. 
that's when it, it all it's falls apart. And that's out. what was going on. And Shad Khan, the most important thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, it there is not even a second most important thing. The next coach they hire has to be somebody who can help Trevor Lawrence get to where he needs to be. Because if that fails, then the whole organization has failed because he's the single most important asset they have right now. Well, and they could have hired Eric Bieniemy last year and they chose not to. Right? Yep. Who I mean, this this is the thing. I think at some point that was the big concern with Urban is how would he function in the NFL ecosystem given that the players what is the number number one thing that Urban probably held over a lot of people's heads when he was their coach or their boss as a you know, other coaches that worked with him was I can make you a lot of money. Right? Players come to Ohio State to go, Yeah, I want to win a championship, I want to beat Michigan, I want to do all that stuff. But a lot of four and five star guys are thinking, and if I go with Urban, he can get me to the NFL. He can get the most out of me and I can get to the NFL. So I'll put up with this for three or four years. And then hopefully I get millions of dollars at the end of it. Mm-hmm. What do a lot of the coaches say when they leave after Urban would have them for a couple of years? They'd get Tom Urban go off to Texas and get a huge job, yeah. right? A lot of these coaches went on to be head coaches at big programs and get multi-million dollar paydays. In the NFL, everyone's got their multi-million dollar payday. Yeah. Now it's about grinding tape and getting... 98% to 100%. And that, I would think, is what a football junkie would live for. I don't think Urban Meyer's that guy. I think he's more of a motivational guy, more of a... More of a CEO type, which I think works better in college. He ceased to be the, the X and O's that guy that he was when he first started, yes. where he had these great systems, these great offenses. I think that's changed a bit for him. But Not that he doesn't still know what he was innovative with, but the innovation of football has come and gone with those... With those steps, and they've moved past it, and he's not up there. Yeah, like you said, with the X's and O's anymore. So he's not bringing that from an NFL standpoint. He he doesn't seem to fit in with that because they already have people who do the CEO type stuff. They have a front, an actual front office with a GM and a director of football operations. Those kind of positions. So when those positions are are filled by other high ranking professionals, the coach is meant to coach. In the NFL, and I think Urban has moved away from from that portion of his career, which means I still think he could be successful in a college. It's going to be pretty hard for him to, you know, he's going to have to work on rehabilitating his image somewhat. It's going to take a lot of time. I think think it's going to take a lot of time. Well, it's college football, right? I would never, I would never rule out anything. But I will say to compare Urban, a guy who I think his team has played for him all year long, despite all that losing, Dan Campbell. Triple H is a big Lions fan. We watched the Lions take apart the Cardinals in a game where no one, I think, other than maybe the diehard of diehard Lions fans, and even then, probably most of them, didn't think they would see a blowout at home over the one of the best teams in the NFL. But why did that happen? Probably because Dan Campbell got his guys to at least say, we're playing hard for this dude. We like this dude. This guy gets us. Yes, we're losing a lot, but they've played hard in a lot of their games. They've played I, hard, and they look like they're moving in the right direction. The Jaguars, eh, you can maybe debate whether or not they've played hard, but they do not look like they're moving in the right direction as their their season went on. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's all you need to know about the difference between how it went with Urban. But, but to those who defend Urban and say, oh, I just hated to lose, did Dan Campbell then not hate to lose as much, and that's why he wasn't like calling everyone's reputation into account after a preseason he game. He cried after the Vikings game. Dan Campbell did. 
Right. Yeah, that's that that usually qualifies as someone who hates to lose is a guy who's willing to lose it in front of the media and break down crying over a loss. I at the time thought that was admirable. I mean, again, I'm sure that's not the thing you necessarily want to happen in the press conference, but I can understand how a player would say I'm playing for that guy as opposed to when they ask you, hey, why isn't your offensive line doing better urban? And he goes, I don't know. You're right. They suck. I'm with you guys. Those guys are terrible. <laughs> like that's that's not going to get a lot of people on your side. No. So that is why it I think didn't work out for Urban in the NFL. Uh, more discussion coming up next as we do rapid fire. It's Man and Bone with Chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is slow from 670 in this area. Police remain on scene trying to get things clear. Plan on some backups over here. You'll also find slowdowns on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Starving Report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about their brand new fries. Natural cuts, skin on with a hint of sea salt, and guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or they'll replace them. You know the way fries should be? Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. Almiana Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Coming up in just mere moments. Chops is in for Common Man today. Bone chops. I forgot to say this earlier, but I want to actually take credit in part for Man Campbell and the Detroit Lions getting it done because I went up to Detroit on Saturday and went to go watch the Pistons play the Rockets because nothing screams NBA like a team on a, <laughs> at the time, 13-game losing streak and a team like the Rockets who's been decimated by injuries and everything else. But I did get to see our guy, Jay Sean Tate, playing for the Rockets, holding it down, played pretty well. I got to watch Cade Cunningham play, the number one pick in the draft, so that was fun. But it was a good time. I would recommend going up to uh, the LCA, Little Caesars Arena. It's a nice spot. I, did you get any Little Caesars? Pizza, no, pizza. but it is all over the arena. Like, yeah. It's definitely there. But they, you know what? They also have other pizza there, which I, I admire. Good job, Illich family, not being like complete jerks about, hey, it's our pizza chain. We're going to have that here. <laughs> they also had other pizza there. But I will say, I think we had some good mojo because the Pistons broke the streak the next day. Their losing streak ended on Sunday, and the Lions got that victory. True. So I think I came into town. Everything's looking up for Detroit. We'll have back. to keep an eye on the Motor City Bowl. Who's in that one? Maybe something oh, I have no idea. spectacular that, will happen in Well, that if game. it does, you know who to thank. And did I gamble on this game? Yes, I did. <laughs> did I possibly involve my children on a bet? Yes, I did. They actually helped me pick a parlay while we were sitting in the stands. I was like, who do you think's going to score the most points? And they said, that guy. And I said, all right, we're taking the over on his over on <laughs> And it worked out. It was nice. We had some fun there. So there you go. Getting the kiddos into gambling at an early age. True degeneracy right there. All right, let's do it. It's time for Rapid Fire. Rapid, rapid Fire. Sponsored by Roof Revivers. If your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, look no further than Roof Revivers. Visit them online at roofrevivers.com. Triple H is in for Panama. Ted, take it away, Hayden. Yeah, all right. So my first one for you guys is which NFL team has the best home field advantage in the postseason? 
Hmm. I wrote down the Packers. Because Packers came to my mind instantly. But then I also think back to like haven't they lost the NFC championship in Lambeau the last two years? They, they have. But I still feel like the cold and everything. I have a cousin who's been to a couple of those. I guess not last year, but I think the year before he, he went up to that game and seeing pictures from that and just like you you know when it looks cold in a picture? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. sense I got from yeah. that. And uh I, I think I think them, because I the twelfth man, I guess, is good for Seattle, but I don't know. Like they haven't been so good at home recent, no. in recent years, anyways. Well, yeah, not taking into account like who actually will get home field advantage. I think I would go. I, I'll give you two names other than the Packers that came to my mind, and I'll take my Browns out of it because I think that would be the best atmosphere. But I'm a Browns <laughs> fan, so let's eliminate that. I will go with Chiefs because that it has to be cold. And you know it get very cold there. And mm-hmm. it has to be extremely loud. And you know that'll happen there. And it does happen. The other place is Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, cold, windy, loud. People flying off of tables. I mean, Bill's Mafia going crazy. Yeah. I'd say one of those two is probably outside of Green Bay. That's where I'd go. Rapid fire number two. Which current division leader has no chance at winning the Super Bowl in your mind? Um... I mean, looking I at it, it feels like it's between the AFC South and the AFC North, right? Well, yeah, that's. I, but you know, you're right because I, I can't see the Bengals winning a Super Bowl after the year they had last year. But that shouldn't really matter. I still think they're not quite ready yet. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, definitely can't win. I don't think the Titans can. I don't even think Derrick Henry coming back in the post. I, I, I have my doubts that he would be a hundred percent, and I think they need a hundred percent Derrick Henry to make a, a, any bit of noise in the playoffs. So that would be mine, would be you know the Titans. What? I'll say this, though, and I think Panama Ted would actually agree with me on this. I think the Dallas Cowboys have no chance of actually winning the Super Bowl this year. They mm. are a good team that has won a lot of games, and they find ways to win. But I feel like once you get to the playoffs, you have to have that next level, and there are just too many questions about them right now. So, yes, I would say I of all those teams, it's the Bengals are probably first, but then I'd say the Cowboys are like 1A to that. So that's my answer. Until Bodie you said that. Okay, go ahead. Let them know. All right, so oh, rapid next. sorry, I got to say rapid fire number 3. I forgot. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys answered it a little bit last segment, but uh, I'll just ask it here. Will Urban Meyer coach again? It's it's hard for me to believe. We have to assume he has the want to, which I don't know why you would. A You've common got- refrain I've heard is that he he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to want his legacy to end that way. It, that's fair. That's fine. But if my legacy is, uh, I tried the NFL for 11 months and that didn't go so well. But remember all those championships I won in college and also that I've got like tens of millions of dollars in the bank and I never have to do this again if I don't want to. I don't. I mean, it's going to take a couple years. I will say if he wants to coach, definitely he he will have a chance to coach again. Might take a couple years, but he will have that chance. I just don't know if he wants to. So if if it were me, I would want to be done with it. Him, I'm guessing you're right. He probably wants to come back and prove something. He said he was fully retired just a few years ago, and then he ended up taking this Jaguars job. I think he's going to get that itch again and is going to want to coach again. And then it comes down to, will anybody hire him? I think most of those informal surveys that guys like Brett McMurphy throw out about, yeah. oh, 95% of AD said they wouldn't hire him. Liars is what they are. I know how dumb colleges get during coach search processes. 
Hey, man. They, somebody would hire him. If he was saying, I'll coach for you, He if say, uh, in Iowa State even, like if he's willing to go to that level, those people are going to hire him. You know who he'd be willing to go to? And they may have a coaching position open soon? Cincinnati. There you go. He's got ties, and I bet they're not. I don't think they would be above it. So maybe he'll take over at Clemson when Dabo's head explodes because <laughs> the player made ten thousand dollars. That's right. Rapid fire number four. All right. It's been eight years since Adrian Peterson, the last non-quarterback to win the NFL MVP. Do you think in a year where people no quarterback has really been totally dominating, you think it'd be a good year to give it to Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup? I think there is a better chance this year than most because one of the guys that you would see probably getting the nod is Aaron Rodgers. But I could see a lot of the ah, voters and everybody back, saying, uh. well, back to back, he was kind of weird this year with all the like, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not. Maybe some of that happens. And so I could yeah. see Jonathan Taylor's a feel good story. You haven't seen this in a while. And he's playing some of the best football of anyone in the NFL right now. I don't think that's a bad call. I was thinking about Jonathan Taylor in the MVP race just this morning. And I really, especially after watching Saturday, I've watched a few Colts games. When you watch Colts game and they win, it's because of him. So if we break down what most that's valuable, what most valuable player players should means, mean, right. if, they, if they find a way to win their division, which they're still in contention for because the Steelers found a way to beat the Titans this past weekend, if the Colts win the AFC South, I think Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP. Uh, that's a good call. Rapid fire number five. All right, my last one is, what is your favorite board game slash indoor activity to do slash play with your family this time of the year? Leave and go upstairs. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, your your like nuclear family as of right now is you and J-Lo. Like, that is two people. Yes, yeah, so but I'm thinking of going back to my parents' house uh, when I think of this question. I would say I enjoy... One thing I don't like about board games and things like that is it kind of like gets so focused on the game. And I like visiting and just talking and hanging out. So I like ones that at least inspire other conversations, maybe. So Cards Against Humanity has been a fun one. We've Cards done. is great. You've probably got to be an adult. I mean, I think there's there's like Apples to Apples, which is like the kids' version. Yes, so you yes, can get it kind of right. going that way. But for Cards Against Humanity, it has to be a, an adult audience to play that. But I like that because then people can argue and laugh, and it, uh, that's more fun to me. Yeah, we love playing Uno at the house, but actually... Uh, my middle daughter, Ava, she sometimes will have her and her sister write a bunch of questions or thoughts or like just about anything in life. It's open season <laughs> and they write them on pieces of paper, fold them up, put them in a hat and then mom and dad pick them out and we just have to like no holds barred. We can like answer a, where whatever. do babies come from? Type? Anything like that. <laughs> like why aren't there dinosaurs? Where do babies come from? Whatever. Like. Why does dad cry after Browns games? Like anything is Why on the table. Why do you sneeze so loud? <laughs> yeah. So I actually, that's one of my favorite things. That's a lot of fun. We have some good conversations out of that. So good questions, Hayden. That was nice. I like that. Little, uh, what do you, what do you guys do? Do you have a favorite board game, Triple H, since you asked uh, the question? I'm in trouble. I don't know if you've ever played it's trouble. I'm getting into trouble. That one's, that's a good one. Is that the, is that the one with the popper in it the is. middle? You pop with the, it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Just an yes, insane yes. game. It's, there's no strategy to it. <laughs> just totally random and <laughs> like just, shoots and ladders. Yeah. We used to play going out to New Jersey where my, my dad is from, his mom, we'd go play rummy. You guys ever played Rummy? It's just like it's a, been a long time, but yeah. card, card game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those card games, and you keep you you keep totals, and it, I think it was like Rummy five hundred, where you had to get up to five hundred. That was one that I I don't like the ones playing. that take too long, like a thirty minute. 
like that would I don't want to set up a monopoly and take no, forever. Monopoly. I'm I am with you. I'm so out on monopoly just because of how long it takes. Yeah. And and it's like I'm I'm not trying to be here for three hours. We're we're trying to have some fun. We're trying to do something different and then move on to another thing. Yes. Then it's time for cookies and coffee and you know pie and like all the desserts from dinner. Then you do that. Then you go sit around and talk for a little bit. Everyone falls asleep. Maybe there's a football or basketball game on you watch that's what i'm looking for i don't need a three-hour excursion we don't need to do that <laughs> stupid what are we doing next do you remember because i don't um, you probably know somewhere no i do it's fine <laughs> uh former <laughs> a former buckeye has a new landing spot we just heard about this chops we'll talk about that coming up next it's man and bone with chops filling in on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center Good afternoon. Still watching an accident in I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is slow from 670 in this area as it continues to clear. You'll also find some ramp restrictions. There's a crash blocking the right side of the ramp from Route 161 to northbound I-71. Please be very careful in this area. Traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about the brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Chops is in for Common Man today. Going to play a game show, 534. Christmas movie, real or fake, right? Or is it Hallmark Christmas movie or just any Christmas movie? Christmas movies that I've seen for the first time this year. Okay. And I will give you the title of a real one and a title of a fake one in whatever order. And you have to pick which one is real. You've seen It's a Wonderful Life before this year. Yes. Okay. It won't be that. By the way, Mike hates It's a Wonderful Life. And I love It's a Wonderful Life. This Um, is kind of indifferent to it's okay why well, it, it is totally about the fact that i watched it as a kid yeah, my and my mom loves it i've just every year it seems like that's what's on and i end up watching it but now I, here's my new christmas tradition that only started within the last few years of you know being up sometimes till midnight waiting for <laughs> santa claus just you know you're up doing things trying to make sure christmas is good the next morning and i would find that i have you know, after everything would be done, I'd have It's a Wonderful Life on, the news would come on, and then at midnight, they have, like, the Midnight Mass. And I'm I'm not Catholic or anything, but I find that to be just an interesting thing to watch. I, okay. really, I enjoy it. It puts me in the Christmas spirit. I grew up, you know, in church and stuff. But I have now added to that tradition by I pour myself a glass of bourbon, <laughs> and I sit there, and I that's like my... I'm going to go to bed, and when I get up, it's Christmas magic time. So I put a little uh, little <laughs> bourbon on, I watch all that, and I say, this is this is my closing tradition now. It's like in the last five years, that's become the thing, but that's how I get reflective on Christmas Eve. But there you go. It's a Wonderful Life does that to me. It just makes me like, 
It, it, I, I cannot get through the end of that thing without a couple of, uh, you know, dusty moments in the house, little, little, uh, little tear ducts working in the, you know, it just happens. Teacher says go. every time the bell rings. <laughs> is that right. what gets you? No, what gets me is the telegram. He's like, you know, they're reading uh, his buddy who's like over and sends him all the money he uh-huh. needs. And he's like, hee-haw and Merry Christmas. That's what I'm like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Friends are nice. This is so great. Anyway, so that's my Christmas tradition. I hope you guys have yours if you celebrate. And I hope you have a good Christmas if this is the last time you hear us before you get into all the holiday stuff. I saw that Jack Miller, former Buckeye quarterback, is transferred out. We knew that. We knew he was leaving. But now we know where he's going. He is headed to... Gainesville, going to Florida. Yep. Playing for the Gator. Gators. Yep. Uh, he tweeted out an image that says God has a plan, a Bible verse, and then he says he is committed to Florida. So, and it's got Which a was not one of the teams that like people were like, ooh, this is where he could end up being a kid from Arizona and everything. That's kind of yeah. where people were looking in that area, Pac-12 type stuff, and then he just ends up in Florida. Yeah. So I don't remember quarterback-wise, like, I'm trying to think of how set they are at that position, but well, Emory Jones entered the transfer portal and he started That's right. like half of their games. Yes, this past and then year. they had they had two quarterbacks. Yeah, so I didn't know. Okay, so he'll be probably walking into at the very least some kind of quarterback battle, An, a definite open competition. Yes, right. So all right, good luck to him. Obviously, it didn't work out the way so he then wanted you throw to. Throw him on top of like the three bigger names to transfer, and he's actually probably the smallest of of these three as far as like known entity, but being Ohio State, we know him. You've got Adrian Martinez going to Kansas State. You've got Bo Nix going to Oregon. Yeah, that was a big deal. He's actually entering a bit of a competition himself. He's not just going to step on there because uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony... Brown, I'm sure. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Brown. Brown is returning as well, and he started for them this past year. Was the quarterback when they when they came into the horseshoe and beat Ohio State. Um, of those three, I don't get the Kansas State Adrian Martinez marriage. I don't know. I well, guess he just got tired of being in, in Lincoln. I th- well, I th- uh, or they got tired of him being in Lincoln, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a little bit of both there. I think it's it makes sense for him to move on and go somewhere else because Nebraska, you saw what they are. They were a much improved team this year. I'm not I'm not here to as as we we have had a lot of fun with Scott Frost and poking fun at the record and all that, but there's no denying if you watched every single one of their games, they were in all of them, they were very close. But one of the consistent things you saw was yes, they usually had some kind of screw up that led to them losing that game. And many times it was Adrian Martinez throwing an ill-advised throw yeah. at a bad time where you needed to get into field goal range or go down and score a touchdown. But and, on the flip side, their best play was broken plays where he improvised and did something yes. did something exciting. So it's, it was a weird marriage. But I, I think that's why it, it ran its course. It was not like it was just a one year. He's a young guy. Maybe this can change. This has been their story the last couple of years. So this, I think, was the right time. Kansas State being the place you go. I don't know if that's just a geography thing, and he's like, I don't, I don't want yeah. to leave this area of the country or what. But yeah, I don't know I, what I was thinking about, like where he would end up. But the day he went into the transfer portal, I remember seeing some tweets about like some like salty Nebraska fans are like, oh, watch him go somewhere else and win a Heisman or be. And I was like, then then like somebody was like uh, talking about how good of a guy he was, and he's just such a stand, and that's great, but he can't throw. No. He just can't. No. I'm sorry, guys. We've seen it. He doesn't throw the ball well. Being a good guy, I don't know how many people there are in life that are good people that just are not equipped to play Division One quarterback, but he's much better than most of them as far as his ability to play Division One quarterback. 
is he going to do enough for you at this level to go win games consistently? Doesn't seem doesn't like doesn't appear it. so. So what are we supposed to do with that information? Ignore it because he's a nice guy or just say, hey, it just isn't working out. I think that's the right call. The Bo uh, Nix one to Oregon interested me a little bit. And I was reading this article well, his yesterday. Da- his dad was, he's a legacy player at Auburn. He, his dad was, you know, played there as well. So the article was, was perfect. It was like every question I had, it was like, I was like, oh, he's going to Oregon. Who's the Oregon coach again? Who did they hire? And then it was like, Georgia defensive coordinator. He's there. Right. And I was like, well, who's their offensive coordinator? Cause that's a defensive coordinator. Who's their offense? And it was like, Florida State's offensive coordinator, who was Bo Nix's offensive coordinator his freshman year at Auburn is now at Oregon. And I was like, okay, this article is answering all my questions <laughs> in succession. That makes sense now. And you're like, wait a second. Written by Mark Finch. Did I write this and I forgot it? I blacked out and forgot I wrote an article about college football. It's crazy. Uh, if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we'll get you covered with the rundown coming up next. It's Man and Bone with Chops filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on 270 northbound before I-70. Traffic is stop and go from US-33 in this area. This is an injury crash. Please be careful. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown as cars continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Panera. Panera believes in saying yes to the good things. Yes to chicken sausage and pepperoni. Yes to flavorful tomato sauce and rich cheeses. And yes to putting it all in a crispy flatbread. The new sausage and pepperoni flatbread. Order on the app today. Panera, live your yes. Restrictions apply. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Chops is in for Common Man today. Bone Chops. It's Bone Chops Day here on The Fan. It was nothing. No Chops, no Bone. Well, Chops on updates, no Bone on the show. We had no show yesterday because of the Browns game, which is perfectly fine. But it was, I mean, no joke. You were texting me. Yes. Because so the way this works now the last couple years, right, were weird, so we ended up working at home a lot. So I still have a lot of my setup, and I get up in the morning, and I go downstairs to my little office area, and that's where I check emails. It's kind and, of one of the benefits of it is, like, we found out, like, there's a lot that we do that, like, you don't have can to be easily be done at home. Right. But then, you know, I have, like, a 35-minute commute once I'm ready to go, so when I go to leave, you know, I've got to drive ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so you texted me about 10 minutes before... Everything went down yesterday where everything changed because the Jackets game got canceled. That was going to be on the FM. That wasn't until 7, so we would have an open slot to be on the air. Yeah. Once that got canceled, that opened up the spot for the Browns game to be moved to the FM, which then kicked us off the air. So if I hadn't have caught you, I would have texted you while you were driving, and you would you have gotten here? Do you get like oh, any I notification? I, yeah. Well, I get notifications, but I may have like you know pulled off and checked it or something, but typically I don't look at it because it's mm-hmm. like, well, whatever it is. I figure if somebody's 
in dire need of they'll call me, me. They'll text like 17 times yeah. or they'll call me and then I'll pull over and I'll text. I'll look at the text and figure out what's going on. But you texted right as I was sitting in my driveway wow. and it, and it, <laughs> I was getting ready to pull out and you said, uh Oh, looks like the Browns game might be on the FM. Mm-hmm. Looks like we may not have a show today. And so I said, ah. so then I called you, but you were on the air doing an update. And then I called our, <laughs> yeah. called Marco who runs things here, all the programming and stuff here on the fan. And he confirmed we weren't going to be on. So I was like, so what do you want me to do? He's like, just, just go back home. I was like, good <laughs> just news. Get ready for tomorrow. Good, I was show. like, good news. I'm already home. <laughs> I haven't left yet. So it's like Santa and Elf. Time to get ready for next year's Christmas. Can I tell you how thrilled I was to text both the slackers on this show, Panama Ted and Common Man, who took a day off because they apparently don't care about you as much as I do because I'm here to work, damn it. Yes. And I was ready to come in and they were like, we're going to take a day off. And then look, you had who- notes on the Boca Raton Bowl. You were <laughs> I ready. I was ready to talk some Utsa in the Smoothie King, yes. whatever it is, bowl game that's tonight. Frisco Bowl. That's right. And and instead, I just then got to laugh at them and say, you guys take a day off? Me too. Except I didn't. So, so then you watched It's a Wonderful Life and had a glass of bourbon <laughs> and fell asleep at 3 o'clock. Woke up right in time for 5 o'clock kick. And I was in a perfect mood to start crying. And then the Browns <laughs> helped me with all that. And speaking of, let's uh, break down that. What? Let's do that. Let's talk about the Browns game and everything else. Let's hit the rundown. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. I don't think anyone could tell that I was stalling to turn on the little <laughs> sounder and also find the sound. But there Seamless. <laughs> Seamless transition. So as we said, it was a weird weekend of COVID, right? I mean, we kind of touched on this early on, but didn't fully get into it. Saturday, we had a Browns game was supposed to happen. That did not. A Buckeye basketball game All was supposed to happen. All three of the teams that show up on our air. Yeah. Ben's basketball team was supposed to play Kentucky. That did not happen. That got canceled. And then also, there was supposed to be the game uh, in for Calgary. the Blue Jackets in Calgary. That got canceled as well. Since then, a lot more has happened. Obviously, the Browns game got played yesterday. More on that in a second. Buckeye basketball, the men's team had to cancel two games. They did not play... Was it UT? UT Martin was supposed Martin. to be tonight. That was supposed to be tonight. That got canceled. The Buckeye women's team had their game on Sunday. At that UCLA. was canceled. But they are playing right now against San Diego State. I'll give you a live score update. It's 43 to 33, 332 left in the third quarter. You want to hear that, by the way? 1460 ESPN. You can listen to that game right now. Matt Andrews on the call. So go check him out. Leave us on. Well, but also <laughs> listen to whatever you want. I'm just telling you, if you'd rather hear women's basketball than us two idiots, that's totally fine. But that is going that's on right now. Choice, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Are you kidding me? Come on. Uh, but that's all what happened with COVID. So because of all that, everything got thrown off yesterday. We're back to kind of normal today. Reeser and I were on Saturday and Sunday here doing three hour shows each that day. That had to be insane. And it was every break we were like, ooh, there's a new guy on COVID. Or Sunday there were some Browns guys, at least at least one Browns guy who fell off of the COVID list. Then the games got canceled. Then the Blue Jackets had uh, some positive tests and they canceled their practice for Sunday. And it was, I mean, it was, yeah, because doing two shows in the afternoon, Triple H was here running the board for us as well. I mean, it, yeah, it was just the the entire show was just like, we're going to get to the thing we want to talk about, but another COVID update for right, you guys. Right, right. And we still have that going on because Seahawks at Rams and 
uh, the Washington football team at the Eagles. Those games are still tonight. Yep. So we're into Tuesday, and we're still playing games from this past week, which started, if you don't remember, on Thursday of last week. So we have had quite a long weekend of NFL action. There's still more tonight. Um, but speaking of the NFL action, Browns played last night. It was a gross game. They still had a chance to win that game against the Raiders. Unfortunately, after a great performance by the offense to get the touchdown, to go ahead and to take the lead, mm-hmm. they then unfortunately gave it back up after not being able to convert and keep the ball, get a first down and kill the game. It really did feel like they were going to be able to get them to run out the clock. There was just that little hope that like, they're just going to run out of time. And then no, they just kept going down the field. It's right. And the Raiders were able to get the ball back. And then Brown's defense just, it's like they turned off for that final drive. I don't know what happened there, but they let the Raiders go back down the field. And then, the Raiders hit not one but two game-winning field goals. They hit one that didn't count because they got iced by you know timeout being called from the sideline. Good job there. We need a term for so you're iced when they 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 call it and then you miss it, which happened. To it the was Browns an attempt. You're right. It was an attempt at icing. That's what's right. the what should be like the term for when you attempt because there's three outcomes. You you attempt to ice it. They miss the first. They make the first one and then miss it. You yes. attempt to ice it, they miss the first one, and then make it, which is the worst outcome for the the team calling the timeout. That's right. Or you attempt to ice them, and they make both. I think I want that names would, for them. I, I don't know. I would I would say something's got to be like there's got to be something with heat for the guy who hits both. Yeah, it's like he he's not affected at all by the ice. You got radiated. <laughs> you got salted. Like your driveway, you just it melted yeah, the ice. You got rid of the. Maybe you yeah, just, it didn't okay. even. Maybe you got salted there. I don't know. Whatever the case is, that's what happened to the Browns. So they sit at seven and seven, along with like seven hundred other AFC teams. Uh, that's a real number of teams that exist in the AFC. Don't check me on that. But everyone sits at like seven and seven. The Browns went from possibly leading the AFC North to now being fourth in the AFC North. Neither one is. They're all they're totally still up only or totally a down. Game right. apart, and even that leading the AFC North would still be a three-way tie at the top. But technically, they would have had the tiebreakers to be in first. You can't blame Browns fans though for feeling like we're we're we two or three games minimum this season where one drive is all that separates us. And I know the Vikings can say this. I know there's lots of teams that can say this. One or two games that separate us from being clearly into the playoffs and it's not even really a question to oh my gosh are we going to make the playoffs and now you've got the Packers coming up this weekend you've definitely not like got when an you easy say that you have to look at your wins yeah and say how many do. of those wins could go the other way I that's fair too you're exactly right but this is the NFL it is very tough I just didn't think it would be this tough and I don't think a lot of Browns fans thought so either so still more for the Browns to figure out hopefully they can get off of COVID this week uh, Baker Mayfield's and a bunch of other guys, their COVID date where they can get out if they don't test negative beforehand. The 10 day window is Saturday, which means they can't travel with the team on Friday. They'd have to wait <laughs> for their window to end on Saturday. And then that includes Stefanski is in that group yes, as well. Yes. It's, um, so if none of them can get the, the test going right for them, they have to wait until Saturday. You know what? Browns by two touchdowns. That's, that's about how it'll go is like, none of that makes sense. And then that's what will happen. Now, Aaron Rodgers is pretty bah humbuggy of a person, and this game is on Christmas Day. Now, what? Now, the problem is, what if he has a you know a, a bit of a Christmas Carol night before the game, mm. and he changes? That's right. Does that make him a better player? 
He's throwing gold coins around. Ebenezer Rogers? Is that what we're talking about? There you go. Like he's Scrooge in this equation? Scroogers? <laughs> Aaron Scroogers? I think that's enough of that. <laughs> All right. Bengals got a big win. That was a... Not a, I, I'm not going to say any of these games were nice. They were not fun to watch. A lot of injuries, a lot of COVID for everybody in the NFL this weekend, so that made for a lot of bad-looking football. But the reality is the Bengals played another 7-7 seven and seven team, a team that's in the playoff hunt in the Broncos, or at least wanted to be. They were on the road for that, and they found a way to get it done. Yes, they did not score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Neither did the Broncos. They got their game-winning touchdown right at the end of the third quarter, almost barely into the end of the third quarter. So I'm going to give Joe Burrow credit for later in a game, maybe not two minutes to go, later in a game, making a nice throw that allowed Tyler Boyd to get out and Mm -hmm. do his thing and run to the end zone, and that was great. Good for Bengals fans. What I like about the Bengals, and I believe this is a sign of a good team, is they find ways to win, and they find to do it in different ways. The the defense is usually pretty solid. Sometimes it's Joe Burrow blowing the top off the stadium over to Jamar Chase, big, long touchdown runs. Sometimes it's like this one where they just find a way to, to score enough and grind it out. Other times it's Joe Mixon just running right through the opposing team. So when you have different ways to win, that makes you very hard to stop. And if you can figure out a way to maybe get some two of those things like rolling at the same time, there's a game where Joe Mixon has a great day and he, Joe Burrow finds a way to hook up with some of those long plays to Jamar Chase, they're a very tough out. Yeah, they really are. And that's why I think this Bengals team, as much as I, I'm not convinced they're ready to go win a Super Bowl. And this is not me as a Browns fan hating on the Bengals. I am saying the Browns aren't ready to win a Super Bowl right now, given what I've seen this year. But the Bengals, no one thought they would be in this position. But right now, they are playing the best football of anyone in the AFC North. They are they, they've withstood some, oh no, the Bengals, they're not for real. Here they go. They're, they're going to fall back to earth. They withstood that and have now come out on the other side of it. And we're in late December and they are not just in the playoffs, but seemingly firmly in the playoffs. Still a lot of football left to be played. But yes, that Bengals team, if you think I'm not jealous as a Browns fan, <laughs> you'd be dead wrong on that. Catch the rundown every day, 502, right here on The Fan. We come back. I saw something last night that bugged me with sports fans. We'll talk about it because it's a it's a bigger topic than just the game that this occurred in. But there there's, there's two different types of fans that you typically see now. And I'm not sure which one started first, but I think we got to figure out a way to find some common ground. We'll discuss that next. It's Man and Bone, Chops filling in on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from I-71 northbound to 417th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from 670 in this area. You'll also find some delays on 71 northbound at Route 161. A crash blocking the right side of that ramp. Please be very careful. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies are gray. It's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Elmi Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Chops is in for Common Man today. We'll do a game show coming up 534. What's the game show, Chops? This game show will be called... I don't know, but it's. Uh, I'm going to give you two titles of a Christmas movie, and you have to guess which one is real that I've watched this year. Mm. One is made up, one is the real title. I can't wait for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I would probably do miserably, but that's all right. It's always a good hey, time. you got a 50-50 shot. That, yeah, that's exactly the way I like it. I don't want to have too much of a... I don't want to have it be where I just have to guess any number of things, right? It's like limited to two or three maybe, and I'm good. Well, it's also nice when it's that way too, that like, because multiple choices may be easier, but then I have to list out all four choices or something like that. It's nice when it's just, here are two things, pick yeah, one. There you go. That's right. By the way, Man and Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports right here on the fans. So I saw something last night, and it's a it's a bigger topic based on this one thing that I saw I like the NBA. I watch a lot of NBA. I watch a lot of regular season NBA, which makes me extremely weird. I have the package, so I check into all that as much as I can. Uh, last night, John ja Morant, who plays from Memphis, if you remember from the tournament a few years ago, he was like one yeah. of these guys that burst on the scene. Murray State got drafted pretty high, and he's been really good ever since. He had a knee injury, though, uh, about a month ago. It kept him out, and he, after, you know, rehabbing and doing everything he had to do to get back on the court. He returned last night. So Memphis, in that time, they played, I think, 12 games without him. They won 10 of them. They played really well, even without him. Ooh, it was the Patrick Ewing theory? Yes, the Ewing theory comes into play there of Bill Simmons from you know eons ago put that out there, that the Knicks were better when Patrick Ewing was injured than when he was on the floor. And that's a... Not sure if that actually does play out. There's been other guys who have been thought of in that way but it's more of just a peculiarity you yes. notice when your star player is hurt not something that you really would like make a move on like no, I, i'm no. sure the grizzlies aren't like sitting there like should we trade jaw no we not at be all better so this is the weird thing that happened last night they played at home they played the thunder the thunder by the way you might remember lost in an nba historic margin within the last month they were beaten by whatever it was 79 points it's yeah. an nba record that game was against Memphis. That was, and the Memphis fans were actually chanting like defense in the fourth quarter of this block because they wanted to see the record, which was hilarious to me and good <laughs> for them. But they came back in this game, Oklahoma City did, and they beat the Thunder with Ja Morant. And Ja had an okay game, but the fans in Memphis were, some of them, he said after the game, as he was running back, he said, you know, it usually doesn't bother me when I see it in print. But hearing some of the fans chant or, or say things to me like, I wish you were still heard or they were better without you, like that did get to me a little bit. And it's frustrating. He then went on to talk about how the bigger problem last night was his injury coming back mentally to trust your knee after yeah. you had a little bit of a scare. He wanted to make sure the knee was still right. And I'm sure that's the thing a lot of athletes Pretty routine. I'm sure the first, especially for basketball players without like high flying, that sport is and everything. When you have a lower body injury, I'm sure that first jump, like legitimate jump you take to 
try to block a shot, try to grab a rebound, try to dunk, something like that. Coming down is probably, it gets in your head. How's this going to feel? How am I actually going to land? Because you can't recreate game moments. We know that about sports. And that's definitely, that's like routine first game back. Now, if it's affecting you when you're five games back, that's a little much, you know. You gotta you gotta push through that. But I I give the pass to a guy first game back to get those jitters, shake some rust off, and move through a mental block of my knee didn't work five weeks ago. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine what that's like to go through all that. So all that's happening, and it made me think of a bigger picture thing because I tend to be one of these fans that more often than not you may find this shocking. Those of you who listen to the show every day who goes more to the negative than the positive, right? Like negative bone, we always joke about that on the show. But when it comes to my Browns, seven and seven is a decent record. But I'm not happy with it because I've seen this team probably have a couple games they should have won. And you're right, Chops, a couple games they probably could have lost. But I feel like this was a team that should have been closer to AFC championship contender, and I don't feel they're there right now. But people on the outside go, Ah, what do you care? They're they're still in the hunt. They're fine. Get over it. You're okay. I tend to be more in the negative. And yes. you think that you're a reasonable fan. I think I'm a reasonable fan, yes. And but I then do you, know. Then you look at the Memphis fans and you go, oh, no. That's Am not I right. that guy. Well, right. I don't want to be that guy who's yelling at John Morant when he comes back from a knee injury, like, you suck. You're a bum. Yeah. Go back on the injured list. Like, that's not good. And I think that's more extreme than where I am. But I wonder this because I, I saw yesterday there were a bunch of Browns fans after that game. Browns had a lot of COVID issues, a lot of injuries this season in general. I saw a bunch of Browns fans tweeting things like, I'm proud of this team. They fought tonight. They showed me they cared. That means a lot to me. And my initial reaction to that is to go, ugh, these are professional athletes. They're all trying every week. Everyone's trying, like... They're that not, does to me sound like something you say about like a high school team. Like, right, right. They're professional athletes. Even if they were some of them sort of replacement type players, like, no, I don't like, I mean, I want them to try their hardest and, and sell out on the field, but it, they don't really get credit for They, You know what the credit for that is? A check. Yes. In hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars for a lot of them. Or, or million. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so this is where I come down because. I found myself saying, I don't really side with the overly positive, hey, at least they tried. Man, they really were working hard out there. I don't really find myself in that camp too often. Even with all the COVID issues, you're a professional athlete. It's your number that got called. They didn't sign you up just for fun. They signed you up for this specific reason to go out there and try to win a football game. And they almost did, and it didn't work out. But I I don't want to be the guy in Memphis screaming at the injured player, you suck, go back on the injured list. Is it possible, Chops, that, you know, the the Sunshine Brigade fans, whether it be, I've seen this with Jackets fans who think everything's rosy all the time, seen this with Browns fans. Your podcast co-host. Beamer with his Bears, (laughs) right. Like, is it possible that maybe that is a reaction to years and years and years of negativity in sports. Is it possible that Browns fans being the way we are from the majority of their existence since they came back, is it possible a lot of people have then said, all right, well, if they're going to be that way, I don't think this team's that bad. I'm going to try to be a positive voice. And has that now gone the other way? What do you, you, you're a thinking sports fan. What do you come down on that? It just seems like coping mechanisms for your team just in general. Uh, I think there's, room for a fair amount of 
I think you just fair criticism to your team and maybe sometimes even unfair because you get you get your your fan hat on and everything like that. Uh, I don't think we should be wishing injury upon people. It's like the difference. <laughs> no. The difference would be like if people were wishing Baker Mayfield to get even more injured versus being on the side of I don't think we should sign him to one of those giant quarterback contracts. I think those are two different spots, well, okay, whereas the ultra-positive person is probably like, we found our quarterback. Stick with them. Well, to take it, though, into that direction, like, Browns fans, there are going to be two camps this offseason that are going to say Baker Mayfield should get... He's got his fifth-year deal. Maybe you... Or franchise tag, whatever. You can you can have him around for another year and not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then there will be the other ones who are like, he's done so much. Look at how he gutted through this season, even with all the injuries. Pay that man his money! And I, I can understand how some of those people may have come to that conclusion because all they hear is a bunch of us just always criticizing. Yeah, I'm saying I bet we've probably fed each other. Like These two dueling sides kind of live off of each other. The negativity feeds the positive and vice versa. But yeah, I think even that John Morant thing, I think even the fans, there's a lot of fans probably that were just saying they were better when you weren't here. I wish that we, you weren't playing for us. That just means maybe we want you traded. And I can't imagine having that thought about that guy because he's a very well, good yeah, player. That's the other difference. If you're trying to compare John Morant and Baker, Jaw's in a much better spot he is. as far as his sport goes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, interesting conversation. There were some good comments to it on Twitter. Follow at Degenerate T-Bone if you want to engage in that. I know it's a bigger conversation, but I'm trying to be in this Christmas season. I'm trying to see the other side a little bit more. I'm trying to understand, Chops. That's all I'm trying to do right Good now. luck. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Game show is coming up next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident on 270 northbound before I-70. Traffic is still slow in this area and continues to build. This is an injury crash that we're working on right now. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about the brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Game show coming up in mere moments. Chops is filling in for Common Man today. Don't forget Buckeye show coming up two hours with Timmy Hall. He's back to talk about everything going on with the Buckeyes, which right now is not a lot because of no, COVID. R- Rose Bowl. Yeah, you got the football side update of Update on the basketball team. Yeah, women's basketball is playing right now. They are playing San Diego State, and I want to say they are, if I could get my mouse to show me the update, they are currently leading that one. Just a few seconds left in it. They're up 66-54. So there you go. They're going to spoil update. San Diego State's day before their Frisco Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Are they also in the Frisco Bowl? Because they're playing, San Diego State is playing Utsa. Utsa. UTSA, which yes. I just, I can't not call them UTSA now. That's just where they are. So, yeah, you got all that coming up at 6 o'clock. Timmy Hall will get you all caught up on Rose Bowl stuff, Buckeye basketball stuff, I'm sure, and much more. All right, you ready for the game show, Chops? Let's do it. All right. 
What is the game show? I'm going to give you the name of a Christmas movie that I've watched this year. Well, I'm going to give you two Christmas movies. One is a made-up name. One is one I've watched. Okay. And, and then, then i got to figure out the real gotta one. you got to figure it out, and then I'll tell you what the real one was about. Okay. Let's in, go. In conjunction with this, I want to throw out there that I we did a nerd association this week on Hallmark movie, Hallmark Christmas movies specifically. So you can find that anywhere you find podcasts, nerd association. You can also follow us on Twitter. N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You and Daniel Barnett do that, and it's a good podcast. I always enjoy listening to it. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. It's a good one, too, if you're driving for Christmas. That'd be a good easy listen right there. Kill an hour at a time or so. All right, Chops, go ahead. What do you got? First up, pixelated gift or 8-bit Christmas? I feel like pixelated gift is an NFT that someone is trying to sell me, (laughs) so I'm going to go the other way with that and say 8-bit what did you say? 8-Bit, 8-bit Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, I'll do that. Correct. This was a movie. It's on HBO Max. Neil Patrick Harris is a father, and he's explaining to his daughter a story of a Christmas back in the 80s when he was really trying to get the Nintendo Entertainment System. So while you do get to actually see Neil Patrick Harris in like the, the, the future version, it's like an 80s version of a Christmas story a little bit. Okay. It has that vibe yeah, to it. I can see it. that. Because, right. you know, that one's all about Because there's a narrator in that one all about... How he wanted to get that BB gun. This one's about a Nintendo, but I, I like that one. Yeah, I was entertained. That actually sounds interesting. I'm, I might have to check that out. Up next, a clusterfunk Christmas or you're oh. a Grinch. Oh. That's a close one. Oh. Right. It's not yikes, but it's almost a yikes. <laughs> it's going to be a little. Uh... Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to take the one that is not close to getting us kicked off the air by the FCC. What was the other one? You're a Grinch. You're a Grinch. Is that not a Christmas movie? It might be, but it's not the right answer on this one. So a cluster, flunk, 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 not funk. Okay, I thought it was funk. Well, that would be even that would be even tougher. I didn't know. (laughs) I almost made it. So this one was actually with the Hallmark movies. This one was made by uh, Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratch of SNL alums. Yeah, and it's like a spoof on Hallmark movies. So they they poked fun at all the. The, the cliches and the traits of those uh, movies. like the big city yeah, lawyer exactly. that gets stuck in a small town and suddenly they end up with a candle business out of nowhere. There and, was no yeah. coffee in the whole town. There was only hot cocoa, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and But the it was funny and like, you know, if you like those like Hallmark movies, it was fun to see them poke fun at it. But like in the end, they still kind of just made a Hallmark Christmas movie because it was a feature length movie and like the two people, you know, the the two opposites attracted at the end and everything. Yeah. Well, you have to decide at some point, are you going to go complete satire all the way through to the end or are you going to eventually go all right you stuck with this long enough here's a little payoff and they did so that's nice up next christmas in a castle or christmas countryside christmas countryside incorrect christmas in a castle stars brooke shields she plays a novelist with angry fans because she killed off the love interest of her of her book I series see. so she travels to i believe it was ireland and buys a castle from uh, carrie elwes the guy yes, from right from uh, uh, as princess, you wish yes uh princess bride yes and uh my mom would love this one is the other part i would add to that when i was oh. watching it i said that out loud to uh j-lo because my mom really likes brooke shields hey yeah i can, well that's fair she that makes sense and yeah, I, I can say it's also one of the most relatable movie premises I've ever heard is a bunch of your fans are mad at you. Buy a castle, get away. <laughs> Meet a guy who made his movie about a castle. That's good. Up next, single all the way or single bells? Oh, uh, I wish it was single all the way. I'm going to say, though, it is single bells. 
Should have gone with your first it instant. It was single all the way. So Peter, Peter Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one as well? No. Looking for a Turbo Man action figure? No? No. Okay. Peter asks his best friend to pose as his boyfriend when he goes home to visit his family for Christmas. Peter chases other love interests, but learns someone else might already be the perfect match. Oh, boy. That's... I think I know where this one might be going, but we'll... Maybe not. All right. So, what is where? Where is that one? Is that just everywhere? That is on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. You can find gotcha. that one on Netflix. There you go. Up next, a girl called Christmas or a boy called Christmas. <laughs> I'll go with a girl called Christmas. Incorrect. <laughs> Told you, horrible at this. In this one, Maggie Smith tells a story to children she's babysitting. She's very old. I thought she was dead, but then she showed up in this movie and she was alive. She's Professor McGonagall in the. In the Harry Potter movies, and oh, I had thought right, she had okay. passed, but, but she's nope, nope she's still she's here. in this movie. Um, all right, and uh, the the story is about a boy who travels to like this elf village, and he basically becomes Santa. It's like the it's like a Santa origin story. Yeah, all right, very nice. That technically kind of spoils it, but it's a kids movie. You'll just I, I go, well, what did you think was going to happen? They were going to like not actually have anything to do with Santa. Probably that makes sense. Up next, love hard or ice cold love. <laughs> Let's go with Love Hard. I Correct. Don't, hey, really? Yes. They named a Christmas movie Love Hard? Because the a part of the premise is the, the girl is trying to convince the guy that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I see. But okay. uh, the, she gets catfished by this guy, and she shows up to see him on Christmas, and she learns that this isn't the guy that it was on. So then he tries to help her, uh, like... Romance, the, romance, oh, okay. the actual guy that he was using the pictures And I'm going to guess that doesn't end up need, being need to be done. They find that they, they have f- more in common than you think. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Two more for you. All right. Father Christmas is back or you never, you're never home for Christmas? Uh, you're never home for Christmas. Incorrect. I think that would be a much better movie. Go ahead. What's in this boring film, Kelsey Grammer and Elizabeth Hurley. I turned out because Elizabeth Hurley was in it and I didn't see her in a long time. Star in this British movie where their dad, Kelsey Grammer, visits for Christmas for the first time in a long time. Nothing happens. It was boring. (laughs) Okay. Last one for you. The Princess Switch 3. I'm going to give you two options for the subtitle. Okay. Romancing the Star or Cradle of Presents? Uh, Cradle of Presents. Incorrect. Of course not. So the Princess Switch 3 <laughs> is the third installment of Vanessa Hudgens realizing that she looks just like a princess and they switch places. And in the second one, there's a third V. Hudge who's this cousin of the princess. And so now in this one, Vanessa Hudgens is playing three different roles. Somehow it's a heist movie because somebody stole the star that was on top of their tree that was on loan from them from the Pope. <laughs> wow. There's a lot going on in this trilogy. This is it's insanity. Crazy. And it's in the same universe as the uh Christmas with a prince or the the Christmas prince. There's three Christmas princes, there's three princess switches. They're in the same universe. I had no idea this subculture existed. This do, they have, world. do they have conferences where people go and they're just into these movies? I'm guessing they Maybe. must. They have to. Thank you, Chops. That was very informative. You got two got- of eight. That's also not surprising because I'm terrible <laughs> at these things. Back page when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. You'll find that earlier crash has cleared from the ramp from 161 to northbound I-71. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns. And traffic is still slow on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Starving Report is sponsored by Vine Tech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies are gray. It's a time, great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by Vine Tech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Final segment of the program. Joining us back from Parts Unknown. It is Timmy Hall. What's up, Tim? How are you? Oh, you guys. Bone hey, shops. You know, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I, well, was out of the building for yeah. several days. Yeah. Almost a week off. Pretty nice. But must here be we nice. Must be nice is what <laughs> some people would say. I just said pretty nice. But. <laughs> you know, must be nice is my favorite phrase ever. <laughs> it truly is. It's you know what? Just, it's, it's just become a part of us, you know? It it's great. I love it, how everybody partakes, too. We have a little must-be-nice culture going on here. I think if someone <laughs> walked in nice off the culture. street that was never listened to this station, did not know any of the things that we talk about on a day-to-day basis, they just walked in and were like, hey, you're now working at this station. And after five seconds of just like, Oh, wow. Someone's eating food today. Must be nice. <laughs> Eat food. I'm just like, what is happening here? Who are really these people? Here? I think I sent one to Beamer one night where I said, must be nice to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think in, that's just... In all, honesty, yes. in all honesty, I don't know what it's like to eat dinner at a normal dinner right, hour. Because you're being doing, the Buckeye show you're host. Doing, yeah, oh, you're, you drove here today. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice to own a car. Yeah, Chops is walking from wherever yes. he's walking from. You know, the West Side to come in here. Sometimes so. I rollerblade. Oh, good. <laughs> I hope it's just in those shorts yes. and no shirt. Like I hope that's what you're doing. Yeah. So and I uh, carry a tray of food just in case I'm ever a car hop. So you the were the naked blader. <laughs> it's out now. That's what I. That's that's the his new 670 name. Six seventy cruiser. Chops the naked blader. <laughs> Real or fake Christmas movie? That's the next question. <laughs> oh, is that what you did back yeah, there? Yes. I was, I was on the phone with Tyvis. I missed the, the game show. Yeah, It was a fun one. He didn't it? do yeah. well. I did terrible. As you've seen before, I'm not good at these so, game so shows. So you had to pick really deep track real Christmas movies. Yeah, like these are all... Like Hallmark these ones. These are eight new movies this year that I had watched. Oh right. my god, They've gosh. come out. Like stuff that's new this year is what he did. Not like existing... These are all newer this movies. This is stuff I have watched probably since... The week of Thanksgiving, unbelievable. Well, what, what do you got think? Quite the movie references here, man. You are you are in. You he's watch a, he's a movie guy. My normal shift makes movie watching pretty easy because the day's over at two thirty three. Yeah, and I can fit a movie in before even like J Lo's off work. So I do that a lot. Ah, I see. So every I day you're did, watching movies. I yeah. just did four Christmases today. Actually, okay, before That's, I came in. People Wait, somewhat like good. that one. I don't know. Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. That's okay. What's the one? The holiday. That's the one where Jack Black 
is Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet switch places. Yes. yes. And Cameron Diaz gets to date Jude Law and Kate Winslet <laughs> gets to date Jack Black. Oh man. I haven't seen that one. That, that doesn't seem like a fair one. trade to me. Here's here's the good news, Timmy. If you've forgotten about that movie, so has Jack Black. Because there was a funny video that went viral like a year or two ago. <laughs> he didn't know where he was they were in talking it. about like Christmas movies and all this stuff. And they, they asked said, him like what's your favorite Christmas movie? They said, movie? What's your favorite Christmas movie? And he's like, Oh, there's so many good ones and this one and this one and this one. And then she's like, What about the one you're in? And he's like was I in a Christmas movie? And then she's like, the holiday. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was a great movie. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. <laughs> to I, his credit, must it's be little, nice it's to be in that a, many movies. That one's kind of a backseat Christmas movie. Like, it's Christmas yes. time, but it's not about, it like, is like, a right. Christmas tree and Santa yeah. and presents. It is a romance slash yeah. holiday-themed movie. Yes. Well, what, do you, what do you think Hallmark produces annually? You think they're making 25 to 35 movies? Well, because the, they Christmas make, season? They make other movies, too. They make these movies all year round. I'm just talking about the, the Christmas-themed movies. Probably so we 10? add to our Christmas mo- Only 10, you think? Well, okay. How many can uh, Camus, Candace Cameron be in? A lot. How many can... Uh, <laughs> Try her. Uh, who's the, the Winnie Cooper? Ch- Lacey Chabert from it, Party of Five. Do you get the vibe that these people, at some point, they just put them in front of a green screen every June, and they're like, listen, here's a bunch of generic... Here's some lines. Like, yeah. what do you yeah. mean my car won't start? It's going to be in the shop for two weeks, but I have a meeting! And then yes. it goes from there. Or it's like, candle but, store, I've never made candles. And then the next thing you know, it's like, they bring this in an hot older chocolate guy in is delicious. Suit, and he just has to say, those contracts need to be done by Christmas Eve. <laughs> That sale needs to be done by Christmas Eve. She sips a mug that's full of nothing, and she's like, this reminds me of Grandma's house. And it's just like, and there you go. We made well, a Christmas movie out of generic lines. I guess I stopped believing in Christmas when... <laughs> and they have a bunch of lines. When my mom like, died going out for that, eggnog on Christmas Eve. You guys probably... Icy roads. I guess I stopped believing in Christmas when that pack of wolves attacked our school and <laughs> shut down our school play. When I Gerald never, Ford was attacked by a pack of ravaging wolves. I never did get to when play the Grinch believing. in the Christmas cantata. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe this year. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight, Timmy? We will have a, a fun-filled two-hour program. Tyvis Powell will be in the other chair. Spencer Holbrook from Letterman Row will be our guest at 6.33. So we'll sort of go through the Buckeye football checklist of things that are going on, things that need to happen for them to be optimal for the Rose Bowl. We'll talk a little uh, Zeke tonight. We'll talk a little Urban Meyer as well, because I, I haven't been here in a week or so, so I got a lot to catch up with uh, the audience as well. The basketball thing, kind of depressing. Supposed to be a game tonight, second game canceled. Got some thoughts from the Holt man from yesterday, so we'll do it all. There you go. Buckeye Show, two hours coming up next, featuring Timmy Hall and Tyvis Powell. It's uh, Back Page right now. Let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. All right, Chops, take it away. Full disclosure, I thought of, I forgot about Back Page. That's but right. I have something right here. That's okay. <laughs> I was. I actually thought, I was like, should I say something to him? But I thought, nah, that's all right. I'm sure he's got I, it. I don't know. I, I, have, just, I have something if you don't, so it's fine. What do you I have? just saw from Darren Ravel that the uh, Staples Center sign is coming down right now in Crypto.com. Oh, crypto.com. Arena, home of the Kings, the Lakers, the Sparks. I got in on Crypto. Really? Recently. Oh, did you? We're trying it. Are you making money? 
Are you doing well? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> but hey, I mean, if you hey, if you're mining if you, get, if you get in if you get in on some of these when they're fractions of a cent, maybe twenty years from now, I can't wait. I'm your 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 best millionaire friend. We got to start and I'll selling give you a, NFTs. A thousand Good. bucks. Yeah, we do. We really need to start the NFT game. That's what we need to do next. Fan NFTs. Yeah. That's, we I, we talked about this we a long time ago. We can't get t-shirts made, and we're going to make NFTs on the blockchain? Well, I no, believe we mean you can we, make... Not our promotions, guys. Okay, us. us. That's yeah. good. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Audio clips can be NFTs. It can be anything that could be represented yeah. in a digital format. So that we talked about that. I think it was on this show. Maybe it was a different show. I think... I yes. think let's we need do to, it. And we need let's to black happen. out that audio from all of our podcast platforms so you can just get it on the NFT. Yeah. Everybody can own each individual day of a podcast. That's what we'll do. Every time we have a hot take, it's like, let me tell you right now, start of a season, we're like, the Browns this year are going to, and then it's, boop, and then you go, if you want to hear the rest of this, buy our NFT. Limited availability. That Only sounds like paid programming right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to buy that, but that's still a very good idea. I like it. Let's try to work on that. Uh, Buckeye Show is coming up next. Timmy and I will be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound before 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from 670 in this area. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup as things continue to clear. And please use caution over here as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Tech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine. High winds or mild breezes. Blue skies are gray. It's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by Tech and Pfizer. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. From Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And 
So Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right? i don't <laughs> i don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 